Fuck them libraries. Jesus. Fuck what? The library, he said. Fuck the library. <laughs> this is a movie podcast, not a book podcast. I still think you'd have to uh, talk. Be, even be if more it was to be a book said. Podcast, wouldn't you? More to be said. Huh? More to be read. You'd still have to talk, even if it was a book book podcast, right? Maybe you just talk like this. Though. Just talk really quietly. If we had a book podcast, you know how we oh, would start it. Oh, there she ruins it. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a library. <laughs> Every episode, you'd have to start it like that. Uh huh. I gotta wear a wig with my hair up in a bun and sexy some, glasses. Some glasses, yeah. Yeah. The guy that had the chains on them that come. Yeah. Yeah, but I got they, got, they gotta come. The, they gotta come down to here too, like the, yeah, the glasses. Yeah. I gotta have big, I gotta have big bazongas. Not all librarians are sexy. Most of them are old women. So yeah. his I mean, version of it. Fantasy world, yeah, I was right? gonna say his what? version of the librarian is sexy. Yeah. Right. Oh. Haven't well, you ever seen SNL? Which one got, was it? I think Margot oh, Robbie. They yeah, got Margot Robbie. Mini skirts. Yeah, I have a mini skirt on. Anyway, welcome back. We are the Bonsai Movie Crew. Movie. Another week, another movie. Uh, check out our social stuff. Um, it's all down there. Just Google us. Apparently, if you just Google us, I think that a lot of it pops up. It does. Um, just type in the Bonsai Movie Crew, and you'll probably find a lot of it. Also, we started up a Discord, so if you guys are listening and you want to get in on our conversation, we all personally, except for Madison because she sucks, Personally, directly, will message you back because we I all will get. Too. Okay, I have the Discord. I downloaded it. You made me. <laughs> you made me. <laughs> I made everybody apparently like. I've everybody's like, it. I don't like notifications. Too bad. Yeah, I mean, I had Discord. I just don't have all my notifications on because my god, it no goes one off said anything, lo- right? It hasn't sent me any notifications. I mean, the only ones that had conversations in there is like us three and Alec. Yeah, so far. Yeah. I haven't gotten any notifications for it. I don't think Jeremiah has Discord. Maybe I should make him get one. Just yeah, you get it on your phone. I mean, yeah. it's just like a messaging. Mm-hmm. I just like it because this way we can, like, if you guys want to get on and talk to us, talk with us about movies, because I, like, I post uh, trailers in there so we can discuss trailers that are coming out, movies, uh, movie news. Like, uh, I posted in there that, um, actually, sad news, uh, Carl Weathers passed away this past week. Um, so just stuff like that. And then you discuss those things. So if you guys want to get in on that conversation with us, you know, or even get on there and tell us that maybe we were wrong about a movie that we were talking about. Maybe we get a bad don't rating and you don't like it. it. Don't be rude about it because I will kick your ass out of the server. I didn't even get any of these. It didn't send me any notifications. Well, you probably need to turn them on then. I did. It but me. so you get in there, you can talk to us directly. Like we'll all respond. So at once. Yeah, at once. <laughs> all at once. We will all bombard you. <laughs> Fuck your opinion. <laughs> Three notifications like bam, 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 bam. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> I just, I just said that Jumanji. Stop hitting me. me. Fuck you. <laughs> Stop hitting me. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, get on there, check out, check us out. Where uh, I'll have it posted. Actually, I'll probably just put it up on the screen for you because that makes it easier. Um, and I'll put it in the link in the description for the video and for um, everything. Yeah, for everything. Yeah, I've been putting the X. And the um, TikTok in the description, too, so that you guys can just click those links if you guys want to go check out our X or TikTok if you want to follow us there. Um, I haven't done Instagram because apparently we don't get a lot of action on Instagram. We do not. Uh, I think I suck at it, honestly. I'm about to delete Reddit. I think Instagram, you have to have a following to get the following on the Instagram. We have a pretty good following on X and TikTok. In general, like on everything. 
Mm. Yeah, we're not exactly yeah. fucking Paris Hilton or nothing. Yeah. No, and, and Reddit, so um, just, it, you got to have karma and you have to build karma. It's like credit yeah, it's just, in the ass. Uh, but yeah, just we so don't have time out. for that shit. I don't. I, have time. I just want to. The only reason why I care about the social stuff is because I want to interact with all of you guys. Yeah, personally, yeah, definitely. Like, I want to interact with you guys. I want to know what we're. Tell us if we're doing something wrong. If there's something you're about to show you don't like, or if we're not funny enough, or if we're depressing. I hope <laughs> I we're mean, not depressing. Look uh, at just. I, I mean, we, we look. Got look at Jess's face. I think we're funny enough. Damn right. Look at this. This doesn't come easy. This takes <laughs> years and years of practice to be. This funny looking. <laughs> anyway, check us out on Discord. Let's move on. We have a lot to get through, so let's get into our creator profile. Um, it is is a long one. The movie's long too, so because I found a the good description. description. Yeah, yeah, I found a good one. So I was like, oh, I was like, this is long, but it's gonna be worth it. So hell yeah, yeah. Which one do you want me to read? Neither. Me and Karen's gonna read them. <laughs> I'll do. Can I do the long? It's long. Can so I do the creator profile? Yeah, you can. Uh, actually, I wanted you to anyway. Yes. Can anybody guess who it is? It's Robin. Of course, it's Robin. I love Williams. him. I was, it was, I was on the verge of either Robin or Carl Weathers. It's so got to be Robin. I thought about Carl Weathers just because of he passed, yeah. but I was like, dude, we're eventually gonna do a movie with him in it. Yeah. Like you got Predator, uh, fucking Billy, not not Billy, Which yeah, Billy Madison. Uh, he's in a lot or of not, movies. Not Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Uh, he's in uh, fucking uh, Rocky. Who did he yeah. play as in this? Huh? Who did he play as in this? In he didn't. In Rocky, he was uh, Apollo. They were just thinking yeah. that we should do him because he... Oh, he, no, he wasn't in Jumanji. Oh, okay. No, he wasn't in Jumanji. We yeah, were, he was because he passed away, we thought, passed I thought about it. I was like, nah. He was Robin Williams' dad. Oh, for real? Robin Williams' dad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, hold up. <laughs> hold oh, everything. Oh, yeah, I can't get in there. I don't and, know your, and your the shit. Huh? And the hunter. Yeah, he was he was the dad and the hunter. Yeah, the daddy and the hunter. Oh, he was the soul man. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't his name Carl? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I guess his name was Carl. <laughs> his name was Carl. <clears throat> All right. Robin Williams, early life and education. Robin McLaurin Williams was born on July 21st, 1951 in Chicago. He was the only child of Robert Fitzgerald Williams, a senior executive at Ford Motor Company, and Lori McLaurin, a model and actor. As a child, Williams was introverted and struggled to make friends. His family was wealthy, but his parents worked a lot, and Williams often spent more time with the maid staff at his home. He was bullied and used comedy when he picked which he picked up from his mother's witty sense of humor as a defense mechanism. After the family moved to San Francisco in 1967, Williams attended Redwood High School and became popular after joining the drama club. Williams attended Claremont's Men's College and College of Marin before... Wait, hold on. Who gets popular when they join the drama club? <laughs> he did. Like, oh, you the man, dude. I saw your play last... It's not like you scored the... Winning touchdown. I mean, you might pull be really good, heels. really good at improv, which I'm pretty sure he is. He is. Have you seen some yeah. of his improv? So, oh I mean, my gosh. I mean, if you pull off improv, there's a lot of people that really like I've just never went have... to a school where the drama kids were the popular ones. I have a... You're so cool. You pulled off the A lot of so popular good. kids did go to drama <laughs> class. In what? In what? In movies, maybe. But, like, never in real life. Yeah, when I was in high school, there was kids that were popular. Yeah, when, a lot of popular drama, kids were in drama. drama when I was in high school. No one in my grade. The, the preppy popular kids. kids. Yeah, the preppy like, kids were always in drama. 
Yeah. Of course they were, because they were a bunch of drama queens. <laughs> um, I tell Allie she needs to dro- join Drama Club or something. Good, yeah. Oh, my God. We um we have a thing of all of his stand-ups and stuff, and in one of them, one of his early ones, he does a improv with John Ritter. Dude, I almost pissed myself between him and John Ritter. That, oh, my God. John Ritter was a funny dude. Dude, he was. Yeah, and I John didn't realize really how funny, funny he was until you see the two of yeah. them up there. And it's like, like he did, oh, he, my gosh. I don't gosh. think John Ritter really ever got to, like, expand. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, right. Really he he kind of got stuck into these, yeah, like, family-friendly roles. Yeah, because he did – well, for, he did Three's Company first, and he mm-hmm. was good in that. Yeah. But then he went into, like, all the family stuff and the family mm-hmm. drama. And then, like – I don't know if you ever saw – I'm sure you've seen Bride of Chucky. Oh, yeah. He was fucking hilarious in Bride of Chucky. He yeah. was the best part of that movie. Oh, so. and and, and um, Bad Santa, his role in that, like he was like this really um, like guarded kind of yeah. person. But like every time you would say a naughty word, it was like, penis. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it was hilarious. Who playing Bride of Chucky? He was uh, the girl's um, uncle best or friend? whatever. No, he – Oh, the uncle? The cop. He was the cop, essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah. the one that died. Yeah, the, the one who fire, got all the nails into his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Williams attended Claremont's Men's College and College of Marin before enrolling at the Juilliard School in New York City. There he befriended and became roommates with fellow actor Christopher Reeve. Williams later experimented with comedy in San Francisco and Los Angeles, developing a, su- a successful stand-up act. Commercial breakthrough. Robin Williams pro- poses with his Mork and Mindy co-star Pam Dauber. The sitcom brought Williams fame and led to his first major film roles. Williams had done work on TV programs like the Richard Pryor show Laugh-In and Eight is Enough before becoming more widely known to American audience as the alien Mork. I love Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah, that dude was, was hilarious, fucking, too. Yeah, fucking hilarious. <laughs> the character debuted on the series Happy Days before g- being given his own show, Mork and Mindy. Williams co-starred with Pam Dauber in the zany and daring sitcom, which began in 1978 and ran for four seasons. Having been part of the cast of the 1977 romp, Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses?, Williams had his first lead what? role. You never heard about that? No. Yeah. Did you, did you ever see the one where uh, Robin Williams roasted Richard Pryor? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good Did Lord. you guys ever watch Sanford and Son? Yeah. I love that. That used to be my all-time favorite, like, old-school TV show. Mm-hmm. I used to love Sanford and Son. Williams had his first lead role on the big screen, playing the famous spinach-eating cartoon Sailor and Popeye, directed by Robert Altman and co-starring Shelley Duvall. A string of successful film roles for Williams followed over the years, showcasing his stellar comedic talents as well as his ability to take on serious work. He played the title character in 1982's The World According to Garp, as well as a Russian musician who defects to American in Moscow on the Hudson. Later in Good Morning Vietnam, Williams portrayed irreverent radio DJ Adrian Croner. Then in Dead Poet Society, he played free-thinking teacher John Keating, both projects earned him Academy Award nods for lead actor. I love Dead Poets Society. It's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Addiction and personal issues. Williams developed a drug and alcohol problem while working at Morgan Mindy and struggled with addiction for more than two decades as his career took off. He also had tumultuous romantic relationships, including with his first wife, Valerie Velardi, whom he married in 1978. Despite these personal setbacks, Williams continued acting. He appeared in the hit Penny Marshall drama Awakenings with Robert De Niro and Julie Kavner and received his third Oscar nomination for his role as Homeless Man Perry in the 1991 redemptive 
drama The Fisher King. Tackling family-friendly fare as well, he starred as grown-up Peter Pan in Hook and provided the voice of the genie in Disney's animated film Aladdin. Williams also starred in Mrs. Doubtfire, Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was him. What? The genie? The genie? You didn't know that? Whoa. Come on, man. You're on a movie podcast. You keep saying that? Because you're like, ah, I don't you know could, that You is. couldn't tell that that was him? I didn't really like that movie as a kid. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're fired, oh, man. Madison. Oh. Your your status on Discord has been revoked. I'm losing. Uh, I'm losing you, so much space. You like the live First, we don't word, like the Emperor's New Groove. Now we don't like Aladdin. Oh, you're writing it all down. Oh, yeah. Write down writing everything down that she doesn't I'm writing, like. Yeah, right. Like. The Emperor's New Groove yeah. threw me for a loop. Okay, <laughs> now it's Aladdin. I've got something to say about I Jumanji like the when it's over. Now, I, just I want to see like, where it goes. I like Aladdin now. I just did Emperor's Groove. Williams' adult-oriented films also made waves, including The Bird- Birdcage and Goodwill Hunting. The latter, which also starred Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, earned him Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his role as psychologist Sean McGuire. For the f- next few years, Williams took on a range of roles. He starred as the doctor who treated his patients with humor in Patch Adams, and then portrayed a Jewish man in Germany during World War II in Jacob the Liar, based on a work by Isaac Asimov. Bicentennial Man allowed Williams to play an android who develops human emotions. He returned to voice acting as Dr. No and AI Artificial Intelligence in 2001. While best known for his thrilling humor, Williams also explored darker characters and situations on screen. He played a creepy photo photo developer in One Hour Photo, a writer of pulp novels in Insomnia, and a radio host who gets caught up in the mystery surrounding a troubled fan in The Night Listener. Also in 2006, Williams showed off his comedic talents talents in three films. Man of the Year was a send-up of U.S. presidential politics. Coincidentally, he also portrayed Teddy Roosevelt in the popular family film. Okay, so Man of the Year is way too close to home for, like, taking a, like, a popular, like, figure and making them president. If that doesn't tell you, like... I've never seen it. You've never seen mm-hmm. it? I've seen it. I should probably watch it. It's not, it's, he's not super comedic in it, but it's like, you watch, and you're like, holy shit, this is all very <laughs> <Whoa>. possible. <laughs> yeah, like, um, it's like The Omen. Night at the Museum. It's not, Post- a, it's not a horror. No, I'm just saying, like, well, that's basically how The Omen was. A little too close to home. Well, I mean, that's how, like, supposedly the, the Antichrist is going to move up, is be popular, go through the political, uh, <laughs> the political sea. Yeah. Um, not at the museum. Co-starring Ben Stiller. Finally, Williams appeared in the family c- comedy RV with Cheryl Hines, Kristen Chenoweth, and Jeff Daniels. As his professional life roared that summer, Williams suffered an addiction relapse. He admitted himself to a re- rehabilitation facility for alcoholism treatment in August. The actor rebounded and in 2007 starred as a reverend in the comedy License to Wed with Mandy Moore and John Krasinski. retarded. <laughs> Is it just me, or like, did he keep this stuff really quiet? Because I don't remember hearing. I mean, I knew he had alcohol, like he had addiction problems. You gotta understand, this is all before the internet, so like, it was hard. No, I mean, this I mean, was the internet in was around. It was around, but like, you, you gotta understand, like, the fact that like all these actors and famous people's lives are just put out there now has only become 
much easier for people to access. Well, I think he's from that. Like ten years. I think he's from that breed of actor that, like back then, they didn't need people to know about their every move. They kind of had just kept things close to home. Yeah, they didn't need every. Well, I think now it's like he lives in L.A. or or what. Well, I think now it's a need. Like they all need everybody to know about their business. And those are the ones that live in Hollywood. It didn't seem like Robin Williams' like personal life was ever put in the tabloids. No, he didn't really talk much about his personal life. You know. Uh, William is married three times and had three children, Zachary, Zelda, and Cody. He was working as a bartender in San Francisco in 1976 when he met actor Valerie Velardi, and the two married in 1978. In 2018... And yes, he he did name his daughter Zelda after the game. Mm -hmm. In the the 2018 HBO documentary, Robin Williams' Come Inside My Head, Velardi opened up about their relationship and admitted she forced herself to allow Williams' infidelity. He loved women, loved women, she said. I understood, and I wanted him to have that, but I also wanted him to come home. The two had a son, Zachary, together in 1983 and divorced in 1988. Robin Williams... Shh! <laughs> God damn, this is a library, loud-ass car. <laughs> Robin Williams and <clears throat> Marcia Garces. The following year, Williams married his son's nanny... Marsha Garces, who was pregnant with their daughter, Zelda. They also had a son, Cody, in 1991. The couple divorced in 2010, citing irreconcilable differences. In 2011, Williams married artist and graphic designer Susan Schneider. They lived in California until Williams died in 2014. Zachary, who goes by Zach, and Zelda pursued acting. He's dead. Already? He's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Dude, that was so sad. It was like everywhere. It was a very sad day. Yeah, yeah like everybody, everybody, everybody just stopped. Has it really been ten years? Yeah, when that happened, oh. like it was like everybody was just not. Yeah, like when everybody, like I know when I found out, I sat down and was just yeah. like, "Nuh uh." I thought he was alive. No, he died. Zachary, who goes by Zach, and Zelda pursued acting careers, and Zelda has also worked as a director, producer, and writer. Later, it's like life got a lot less funny we'll get there i mean later career and health problems in september 2008 williams started touring for his one-man stand-up comedy show weapons of self-destruction focusing on social and political absurdities williams poured his energy into his sold-out shows but health problems with silent comedian in 2009 several months into his fast-paced tour williams began experiencing shortness of breath the complications led to him, him to cancel performances and he ended up undergoing heart surgery while Williams was recovering, the actor again appeared as Roosevelt in Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. In November 2009, he starred along John Travolta in the film Old Dogs. You know what the funniest part in that movie is? What? The part where Justin Long looks at um, Robin Williams and he says, um, my beef is not with you, old woman. <laughs> because The funniest part about that is because nobody ever got Robin Williams really to break character. But he did. But Justin Long did when he called him old woman. Like when you see <laughs> when you see Robin Williams's face after he calls him old woman, and he goes, "Like that was legit his reaction." Where he's like, <laughs> "Did he just call me an old woman?" <laughs> like it's hilarious. Karen, you want to know another movie that I don't like? All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> you're dead to out. you're dead to her now. Get you the know fuck that, out! Right? What is wrong with you? All dogs go to heaven is amazing. Like that movie. 
or um, that, that one movie where with the she cat named and the Charlie dog. from. Yes, the cat and the dog. Yeah, the one where they share the noodle. I didn't like that movie either. You mean? Two yeah, dogs? I'm not a big fan of uh, Lady and the Tramp. No, yeah, yeah, it's Lady, Lady and the Tramp. Dogs, not a cat and a dog. You don't. You just don't like uh, the old ca- Astro cartoon. Cats. Is that what it was called? I Aristocats. Like that Aristocats. Yeah, I, I wasn't like a big fan of Aristocats either. either. I don't really care about that. I didn't like that movie either. Kendrick, yeah, Kendrick liked that. Okay, good. I thought it was. I didn't. Flames continued working done. on several different projects. I mean, you were done for. You said you don't like all dogs go to hell. Yeah, we're this. we're through. <laughs> oh. He made guest appearances on TV shows like Louie and Wilfred. In March 2011, he appeared on Broadway as part of the original cast of Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo, with his show running until July. On the big screen, reprising his roles of Ramon and Loveless, from the 2006 original animated film, he lent his voice to the 2011 sequel, Happy Feet 2. Williams had supporting... I didn't like that movie either. I've never seen it. Williams had supporting <laughs> roles in two 2003 pro- 2013 projects. The romantic comedy, The Big Wedding with De Niro and Diane Keaton, and the Lee Daniels drama, The Butler, for which Williams portrayed Dwight D. Eisenhower. That year, Williams also announced his return to series TV. He co-starred with Sarah Michelle Gellar on the sitcom The Crazy Ones, which debuted in the fall, set in an advertising firm. The show featured Williams and Gellar as father and daughter. The show was canceled after only one season. Then, in 2014, Williams starred as a disgruntled Henry Altman in the film The Angriest Man in Brooklyn. Robin Williams' philanthropy. Williams supported several charities and causes during his lifetime, including Comic Relief, the Live Strong Foundation, the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation, and St. Jude Children Research Hospital. Death and Tributes On August 11, 2014, the 63-year-old Williams was found death, dead in his California home. His publicist released this statement, Robin Williams passed away this morning. He has been battling severe depression as of late. This is a tragic and sudden loss. The family respectfully asked for their privacy as they grieve during this very difficult time. Authorities shared that Williams died by suicide, and the final report of the autopsy released in 2014 revealed no alcohol or illegal legal drugs had been found in his system. Prescription medications were found in therapeutic concentrations. The Imperial and Music Box Theaters in New York City display tributes for Robin Williams after his death in August 2014. Williams' closest friends and family members gathered after his death for a private funeral in San Francisco. His remains were cremated and scattered in the San Francisco Bay. Family and industry friends later gathered for a private tribute at the Curian Theater in San Francisco on September 27th. Comedian Bobcat Goldthwait, actor Bonnie Hunt, actor and comedian Eric Idle, and Williams' three children each gave speeches. Other notable attendees include... Singers Bette Midler and Josh Groban, actors Danny DeVito, Jeff Bridges, Ben Stiller, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and directors George Lucas, Chris Columbus, Gus Van Sant, and Penny Marshall. Stevie Wonder gave a musical performance. Three films that Williams appeared in were released after his death. A Merry Friggin' Christmas and Night at the Museum's Secret of the Tomb hit theaters in November and December of 2014, respectively. Williams' last movie was Boulevard in July of 2015. He played Nolan Mack, a husband in a loveless, loving yet passionless marriage opposite Kathy Baker. Mac hides his homosexuality, but that changes when he has an encounter with a young male prostitute. Just after his death, Williams' wife, Susan Schneider, disclosed on August 13th, 
that her late husband had been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, which he had not revealed publicly. The degenerative disease affects the nervous system, eventually hampering movement and speech. She also confirmed that the actor was battling depression and anxiety, but that he had maintained his sobriety. All right, everybody. Favorite Robin Williams movie? Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, man. Mrs. Doubtfire? I've never seen Mrs. Doubtfire either. Jesus Christ. I know. No, I feel like every time I come down here, there's I'm so many, you guys but a I, I, more. That there's a lot. That one is there's so, a lot of them. That one is just like there's so much to unpack in that movie, and it's so mine's, fucking mine's funny. almost a tie, I think. Um, so Death Smoochie is amazing. Oh God, yes. So I love that movie because him and Edward Norton both give like great performances. They're fucking hilarious. That is a great dark comedy. My favorite part in that movie is the cookies. Yeah. That's, it's a rocket ship. <laughs> it's a fucked up movie, but it's funnier than shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, also, it might be. I gotta say though, my favorite isn't even a comedy of his, and it's called "It's uh, What Dreams May Come." Oh, that's a beautiful. I movie. love that love that movie. That's probably movie. one of my like. If I had a top ten list of favorite movies, that one's probably on there. So I love that movie. Like back whenever it came out, not only did it win like. Uh, best visual effects or whatever for not in '98, but yeah. like it's just a gorgeous fucking. It is movie. a beautiful movie, and it's well done. The music's amazing. It's just a very, very good movie, and it just it pulls the strings every time I watch it, man. I think for me is the reason for Mrs. Doubtfire is that there's so many funny moments in the movie, but yeah, there's also serious. a lot of a lot of like this, you know, the the divorce right between mm-hmm. the two parents, and I it's could very really, realistic. I can yeah. relate divorce, to that, you know, like, but like also. The fact that the mom is keeping him from his children and like, I can remember being a kid and going like, I don't understand. He's a good dad. Like he's, yeah, he may not be very responsible, but he's a good dad. Yeah. And then like remembering, I don't even remember yeah, who fuck it was. you, Sally Field. Right. I don't even remember who it was, but I remember asking somebody and it was adult and going like, why won't she let him see his kids? I don't get it. And they're like, well, you'll understand when you're older. And then like, I'm I watching it. Get it. I'm no. watching it as an yeah. adult and I'm going, I don't, I still don't I understand. I still don't understand. I mean, if, if I was married to him and we got a divorce, I would not keep him from those yeah, children. No, 100%. He's I mean, not a, it's not like he was a raging alcoholic. No, he was a good abusive. father. I mean, he was just, yeah, he was a little irresponsible, but like, yeah, like I understand why she, in a very playful way. I understand like, why she doesn't want to be married to him anymore, but he's still a good father. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, I just loved all the, you know, the run by fruiting and the, you know, I mean, just like all of the hilarities in the movie. And then also this beautiful story between him and his kids. It's just a, it's a good movie. Yep. It's a very good movie. Eric. And uh, there's two movies I can think of that are like the serious roles is like Patch Adams and uh, (laughs) semi-serious. But yeah, that is pretty serious. Um, what's that one where he's like grows up as a Jack? Jack, Jack. oh Jack, Jack, is Jack a good one. man, that one's always pulls my that's a very pulls my heart Jack is. Um, but like for like the comedic stuff, I, I really did enjoy that movie with him and Seth Green and John Travolta. Oh, uh, uh, old dogs, old dogs, old dogs. I didn't care for that movie. You didn't like that? Movie? I didn't like it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was kind of like I don't know. It was just like one of the movies that felt like. And then Aladdin. it was like like they were just phoning it in a little bit, you know. The, I mean? Him the, and John the part were that like, I think is just amazing is that yeah. that old woman just because yes. of the fact that he made him break. Because that's probably one of my least favorite movies of his, just because it feels. Yeah, like I don't care for old him and John Travolta are just there for paychecks. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and then uh, 
I mean, Lydon's like a good one. Yeah. You know, it's comedic. Man. It's hard to pick, isn't it? He's it had is. a lot of really good movies. Like, if I really want to go by, like, his acting and, like, him being serious, I've got to go with Jack. But, like, his you, com- comedic uh, I mean, stuff. If you want to go movie, you can always go Robin Williams on Broadway. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> well, that's stand up. I mean, yeah, I don't it's know still you... a movie, though. I mean, and that one's fucking hilarious. It's fucking Ooh. hilarious is what it is. That movie, or that stand up is, is like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Hilarious. Mm hmm. It's fucking hilarious. If you ever get a chance, watch him on Broadway. That shit is funny. Mm-hmm. The part where just the, the whole segment where he's talking about how uh, the Scottish invented golf. Yeah, is uh, fucking hilarious, man. That was a little straight stick, a little fucked up stick, yeah, <laughs> a little fucked up stick. And, when you do and on this the top once, of it, it's gonna have a little flag just to give you a little fucking hope. <laughs> and you do this once, no, eighteen, 18 fucking, fucking times. times. So you said in the hole, no, the, we gotta put the hole hundreds of yards away. away. We're gonna put up trees and hills. <laughs> High bushes, grass. Just bushes, the fuck just with your ball again. <laughs> you get in the grass and you feel like you're fucking have a stroke. You're feeling the fuck, that's what we're calling a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what you feel like, like when you're... Whack, whacking away like a tyrant art tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's talking oh. about tire, Tiger Woods. <laughs> we wouldn't let him join. How'd he learn to play? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine's probably Jumanji, considering it was like one of my favorite movies as a kid. But it's got so. animals in it. It's not an animal oh, movie. It's fucking it, it, Jumanji. It, it, it it's from is. the jungle. It's very it's much a jungle movie. I mean, they had a stampede. No, it's not. It's not based stampede. solely around animals. Uh, the boy literally turns into a monkey. Yeah, that true. Don't count. <laughs> it's not an animal movie, and you know it. I mean, there was a stampede of animals. The animals don't talk, besides the boy. Just saying, you like. You want to get technical? Movies. All movies are animals because we're all mammals, and mammals are animals. Manimals. <laughs> anyway, so Jumanji's your favorite of his? Yes. You haven't seen enough Robin Williams movies then. It's good. John, good morning, Jumanji's Vietnam. very good. I, I don't watch a lot of movies. Good morning, Vietnam. It's always good yeah. when you get his comedy and you also get the serious in the same yeah. movie. Because, man, that man could do... He could do he, both. He yeah. could turn on them them waterworks mm-hmm. for you. and oh, like, yeah, sure. like You could be laughing one minute and... Ball in the neck, like. <laughs> but that's see, it's not even because of him that I love what dreams may come. Like, yeah, he's great in the movie; he does a fantastic job. But the movie itself is what is great. That's why it was hard between that and Death of Smoochie, because Death of Smoochie is all him and Edward Norton. <laughs> like they fucking sell <laughs> that, that movie. movie? I think I have. You've never oh, seen Death of Smoochie? Oh, I might have, God, but I, it's not run off. T- it's it's so it, they're both um, child like entertainers, kind of like Barney or whatever. And uh, well, Robin well, Williams Smoochie's is like Barney. Well, then, like, no, I'm saying like they're child entertainers like yeah. Barney. Like they're on TV and they entertain children. Uh-huh. And Robin Williams is the the big one. Like he's the big guy. What's his name in it? Uh, uh, Rainbow like, Randolph. Rainbow, yeah, yeah. And then he gets thrown over for. When did this come out? Oh, it's been years ago. Yeah. He gets thrown over for Edward Norton's character and he gets pissed off because he thinks it's Edward Norton's fault. So he starts going after Edward Norton. He wants to kill Edward Norton. Yeah, character. Death to Smoochie, because that's so his character. Like he's a purple rhinoceros. Like it, it's that uh, the, yeah. It's it's drive it's it's hitting a bell, but man, I, it's probably been so long since. You I've remember seen the cookies? It. He bakes cookies and he puts them in the in the bag, and then the bag comes down, and Edward Norton pulls it out, 
and it's and it's a it's a dick, it's and, a balls. dick and balls. And it's he like, pulls it's it out. A he's, like, he's like, it's a, it's a. It gets because he's surrounded by kids, and he's like, it's a, it's a rocket ship. And you know, <laughs> so then Rainbow, Rain, <laughs> Robin Williams comes running down because he's pissed because he figured out a way to get around it. He comes running down. And he's like, it's a cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. It's fucking hilarious, dude. Mm-hmm. They I'll have that to movie. watch it. It's yeah. really or at least watch it again. I don't remember. If oh I've my god, it's it's easy. It, oh my toy. god, that's toy. Oh yeah, toy. Like, toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A good toys. Yeah, that's a good yeah. One. Him and uh, Joan Cusack. I Joan Cusack. Yeah, yeah, she plays the robot sister. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Robin Williams. Uh, let's move on here. What's everybody been watching? What the hell have you been watching? Um, let's start with Madison. What have you been watching, Madison? Um, I watched an episode of Good Girls with Ada uh, at the beginning, or right after last podcast last week. And then I've been, I watched a few episodes of Jane the Virgin, again, with Ada, but not much. And then I watched a few episodes of One Piece, too, and that's about it. Uh, we'll just and go ahead and go, you know, you got one more? The one that we watched together, but I'll let you say it. Oh, uh, well, it's my turn anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's my say. turn. Uh, well, first off, um, I watched one episode of um, – well, we, we watched Arcane today because mm-hmm. they're going to be coming out with a new season in November, I believe. So, no, like – Couldn't come fast enough. I know, right? Well, it's been fucking two or three years now since the first season. Have you guys ever seen say, Arcane? I, yeah, I was going to say it's um, Have you been seen a while. It? No, I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen oh, episodes man, it's here and there. such a good fucking yeah, really show. Good show. Like it, I like I like love League of Legends. Times. Like it's one of my all-time favorite games, it's a really good game. and it's about the community in that game is so fucking toxic. <clears throat> it's retarded. Yeah. People are mean in that game, and all because they're like, "Oh, you suck!" Blah blah blah. Like they are brutal. So I don't play it that often because I don't like bantering like that. Because yeah. I don't like, you know, I don't want to have to. I don't want to get confrontational with people over a video game. Right. Yeah. That and bring my ego down. I, it, well, it sends, it sends like game, competitive <laughs> games, like online games like that drive my fucking heart rate through the, like my yeah. blood pressure through the roof because I'm like, I get super. You're supposed to play to relax. I don't, I don't understand. No, like the... I can't because like, it's not that I like get worked up. My problem is, is that, um, uh, I don't like, feeding into people's egos well, no, and that's, shit like that's that That's what online. I'm saying. Like, I don't understand that mentality. Like, I don't understand people who go get on those games and start being that way. I don't like to lose, though, either. You, you yeah. get, another you problem on, for me. You get on games to relax, and, like, people who act that way are obviously not relaxing, and they're not allowing other people to relax I know, either. I just it, don't get That's it. why I, I don't like trash talkers. Yeah, I mean, it's just like Call of Duty. You come across a lot of people who are yeah. obnoxious and, and, and if shit. you look it up... Uh, our, uh, League of Legends is one of the most toxic games out. It has been for years. Um, look up like the most toxic games to play, and I guarantee you, League of Legends is probably number one. Either that or fucking Call of Duty. Yeah. And I play both. So <laughs> um, it's your fault. I'm not toxic. I don't trash talk. <laughs> or Madden. Madden's another one. I heard Madden's pretty bad. Yeah. You'll get um, people messaging you over that. But game. if you haven't seen Arcane, dude, do yourself a favor and watch it. Like it's really, really good. Because um, like, the, like the show takes place in one city, but like outside of that city, there's League so much more lore 
in that world. It's fucking insane. League of Legends, CSGO, Dota 2, Minecraft, Call of Duty, Fortnite, Overwatch, Grand Theft Auto, Dark Souls, Rainbow Six, Told you. League of Legends, World of Warcraft one. is another one. World of Warcraft, yeah. Rocket League, Sonic, Valorant. Sonic. What? And then Halo. Who the fuck is toxic uh, on yeah. this? Yeah. Right? How can fuck you, you be... Tails! <laughs> Quit flying around me, you piece of shit! Bitch. <laughs> uh, fucking yeah. keep up. <laughs> Yeah, no, oh, you didn't take all my fucking too. rings, you it's son of a bad. bitch. Um, also, um, I watched, uh, we watched one episode of the new season of True Detective. I've seen the other three seasons, so I feel like I wouldn't be doing my duty as a human being if I didn't watch I the new season. I gotta watch the other one, too. So, I've seen them all, and so far the first season's by far the best. Um, the I've got high season, hopes. Second season was okay. Third season was good. It was almost a like a... Um, it went back onto the right track, only it just wasn't as dark and gritty as the first season, which is what I loved about it. This season, though, seems like it's going to be pretty good. Um, it's got Jodie Foster in it, so it's got to be good. Um, but, like, so far, she's, like, a very, like, crude, like, police chief or something. And she's pretty awesome. So, we've only seen one episode, but I'm pretty – but I don't even know what the fuck is going on. I think even Crystal's like, I have no idea. What is going on? And I don't either. I have no well, idea what to, happened, like, but it's amazing. They're trying to like put all these characters into one episode to like get you to un- like. I don't want to meet and know all these people in one episode. Like stretch it out. Um, but I think they're trying to get onto the story, so which is fine, I guess. But well, hopefully the next. Um, I think there's only four or five episodes out right now. Um, also, I watched. Uh, Wrote them down. Episode of Rick and Morty, I thought. I didn't write mine uh, down, I think I but fin- I haven't been like continue watching. I finished Rick and Morty this season. I don't know if that was this week or last week. Um, I watched uh, The Beekeeper, that action that movie. Good? I liked it. It was really good. Um, it kind of gave me um, like not old school action, but like early 2000s action vibes kind of oh, okay. a little bit so it was really good i, I really liked it um i liked that it wasn't like over the top there was a story and it was too fucking realistic like it was realistic and in like the aspect of like the lady that he's trying to avenge gets screwed over like uh taken for by uh some uh scammers and oh. they take like two million dollars from this lady so she kills herself well he ev- he goes out to like fuck these people up and and the first thing he says, he walks into one of their offices. He says, repeat after me. You will not steal or take advantage of the weak or blah, blah, blah anymore. And like, they don't listen. They're like, oh, whatever, man. So he beats the fuck out of this dude with a phone and says, now repeat <laughs> after me. And then it, it's really good. He's like, now you might want to leave because I'm about to burn this place down. And so it's really good. It's really good. That sounds good. And Jason good. Statham being a badass as usual. <laughs> and uh, I'd recommend that one. Um and then we watched Wonka with the kids. So I heard good things about that. It's not bad. I really liked it. I thought it was going to be retarded. And yeah. then it was like, it's a musical. I was like, I didn't know it was a musical. And of course they it is. Both they all going to be a musical either. Uh, are they all? Yeah. yeah, they all are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're all musicals. I didn't yeah. think about it. I was like, yeah, I guess it is a musical. It was really good, though. I liked it. I'm not a fan of any of the Wonka movies. Charlie and the Chocolate no. Factory is not so much of a musical, but it's... it's Charlie I mean, and the Chocolate Factory is... Good in its own way. Yeah, it's its but own you version. Go twist wrong to it. with the first one. You know what exactly. I, mean? I like the I first one. It's just boring. I guess I like to me a little bit. Blonde. Yeah. And then the second Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The only good thing that came out of that was Mumbler. Oh yeah. And then that was it. 
this one's good. Um, I think I think uh, Timothy Chalamet is well. For one, he's like definitely a generation of his. Like he's the beginning of that generation of great actors. Yeah, he's one of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's starting off. <clears throat> and, you know, he's gonna be he's going places as an actor as long as he keeps doing the right thing because he's taking all the right rules. Kind of like Johnny Depp. Yeah, he's a great actor. He knows how to play character character roles really well. He's yeah. a good character actor. So I'll give it to him. I'm like he's a good actor. At first I didn't like him until yeah. I saw him in Dune. Yeah. And he was great in Dune. And then I'm like, all right, well, he's not so bad. And then I saw him in Wonka. I was like, all right, this guy's all right. Plus that bit with uh him and uh Pete Davidson on SNL where they're rapping. <laughs> yeah. Shit is fucking mm, hilarious, hilarious, dude. <laughs> that one was great. Uh anyway, that's that's all I watched this week. Um, I watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, did you? Yeah. It was really good. It's funny. It was really, really good. It's a funny movie. Family Guy, Becky, Videodrome, The Onion Movie, and The Wrath of Becky. The Onion Movie? I've never seen either of them Becky movies. I liked them. I've, I've heard they were good. Yeah. Most people's complaint was like, in the first one, you know, how does a 14-year-old girl take down a bunch of neo-Nazis or whatever? Mm-hmm. I didn't have that complaint. Just I heard because... Kevin James was like the best part of that movie because he plays the main Nazi or whatever. Uh, he was good, um, but I, I don't know. I don't think he was great. No. What's the name? What's the dude's name? Is it Sean Patrick or Sean something? In in the second one, he's like Stifler. The main... Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Sean. Um. Patrick Flannery or something? No, no Sean Patrick Flannery's um, Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but you're remember. right, Sean. Fuck. Sean something. I don't remember his name, but he was also Yeah, in, I looked like, that up because I was going to bother the shit out of me. But I will tell you, he did much better. Did he? In the second He's one. a he, good actor. I wish he, people would give him look, more of a chance, man. He was, the first time I saw him play a black, bad guy was in Bloodline, mm-hmm. and he was really, really good in that. And then, and then in this one, dude gave me fucking chills. Like, he was really good. I think he's a great. In actor. the wrath of Becky, um, Sean you William it, Scott. Sean William Scott. Go. See, I knew it was a three name thing. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, the first one was pretty good. Um, I would say that you know to the naysayers, like it was her turf. First of all, they underestimated her. You know, there's a lot of reasons that she could have won. I guess, in my opinion, so I'm not really upset about the whole 14 year old taking out a bunch of neo Nazis. And then the second one, I really liked. Um, I liked the first one, but I really liked the second one. Second one was better, in my opinion. Probably gave it a bigger budget, things like that. Probably, yeah. yeah. But I really liked the second one. The second one I liked better. Um, I think not because Kevin James did a bad job, but I really liked the bad guy in the second one. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but that's it. That's all I watched. And the oh, Onion that, movie was hilarious. That's all you watched. Hilarious, yeah. Man, she had a slow week this week. <laughs> I told you I wasn't feeling good. Like I didn't feel good all last week. All right, Eric, what'd you watch? So I watched uh, D- Detective Pikachu. As you should. Didn't you already watch that like just a couple months ago? No, it's probably been over a year or so. Oh, is it? Yeah. I haven't watched that. See, I'm it's not good. the only it's one good. that rewatches yeah, movies. Movie. Huh? I'm not the only one that rewatches movies. Rewatch some movies. I mean, there are sometimes I'll throw in some movies I haven't seen. I rewatch a lot of things. Uh, I watched yeah. the second Hitman's The Wife's Bodyguard. Oh, yeah, One. the Hitman's yeah. wife's Hit, bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny at the end when she's like, yeah, I adopted you. And like, but I can't remember if I watched the second one. I know I watched the first one. I don't second think I one's pretty the good, second too. One. Second, second one's pretty, pretty good. Um, I saw a part where like Selma Hayek just rips a big one. And I'm like, 
I don't want to see some hack fart. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm just not. That's not cool to me. Like, there's know. a part where like they shove Ryan Reynolds in the trunk and then they have sex and all you hear is like, oh, he's in the trunk while they're having sex. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> yeah, I will say very that obnoxious. I, I do love that trio of people in a movie together. Like, yeah. some high. Sam Jackson and, and Ryan Reynolds in a movie together. Yeah, it, can't go wrong. It's it's funny. Um, I watched Death Warrant with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it classic it was, action. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched uh, shit. I watched Wonka. I did watch Wonka. That was one movie I watched with the kids over the weekend. We had a whole thing with the Wonka thing. We were like, had the kids like shacked up on the floor. We all got snacks. You know, they're all blanketed up and shit. And we all just hung out Saturday night and watched Wonka for a couple hours. Yeah. Did you get like <clears throat> Wonka bars? Or? No, no. They just had oh. snacks and all kinds of stuff. And we just kind of made a movie night out of it. But uh, they seemed to really like it. But then that's why Jackson's sick because they decided <laughs> to sleep on the floor that night. And he woke up with a sore throat and everything else. So now yeah, he's went fighting an infection. So, <laughs> yeah. Poor kid. Yeah. Well, you know what? I also told him, you probably shouldn't sleep on the floor because you'll get sick. And they didn't listen. Oh, we'll please, be all right. We'll Dad. be all right. Can we please? Like, you get sick, it's on you. Nope. No, it's on me because now I've got to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> so. I've I don't know how many times I've tried telling him to sleep in his damn bed. I'll find him laying on his on the floor right beside his bed. It's like, boy, why? Yeah, right. You have a bed. Yeah, well, they don't understand. Like that's where all the cold air is. That's where the draft. That's the draftiest part of the house is nearest to the floor. Kids don't understand that shit. Like, you, yeah, you woke up with a sore throat because you slept on the floor. Like oh, cavemen slept on the floor. <laughs> like you know, we're 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 not cavemen anymore. We we have beds. <laughs> Yeah, I think some cavemen even had beds. The rich ones, yeah, like the rich ones, yeah. <laughs> That's my rock. <laughs> fur, fur the one who had more rocks than the other ones. They, they, they probably had beds. did have beds. Actually, they probably slept cave. on rocks with fur. Yeah, at least you know to be somewhat comfortable. Those are the rich ones. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, like uh, mammoth pelts. <laughs> mammoth pelts. Mammoth pelts. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the movie. Um, all right, well, that's all we watched. Um, let's move on here. Let's get into our <coughs> movie this week. We watched uh, this week. We watched Jumanji, nineteen ninety five. I was excited to watch this one. Karen, you got that synopsis? I when siblings Judy and Peter discover an enchanted board game that opens the door to a magical world, they unwittingly invite Alan, an adult who's been trapped inside the game for 26 years, into their living room. Alan's only hope for freedom is to finish the game, which proves risky as all three find themselves running from giant rhinoceroses, evil monkeys, and other terrifying creatures. Um, rated PG, one hour and 44 minutes. Um, Robin Williams is Alan, Kirsten Dunst as Judy, Bradley Pierce as Peter, and Bonnie Hunt as Sarah Whittle, and Jonathan Hyde as the dad and the hunter. That's so it. here's my question: Out of all the the things that came out of Jumanji, what was the thing that you'd fear the most? Ooh. Oh, uh, them spiders! Man, I don't even the know. Spiders, the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes do creep me out a lot. Like. 
Because they, they like, apparently they land you in the hospital. Yeah, and, like, they could, like... Yeah, but a lion will eat your ass, so... Yeah, but at least, I don't know, maybe that'll, like, you, you just die. But, like, it seems like that would be pretty painful and awful. I'm going to say... What you go through with those I'm going to say of all know. of it... Some of it's kind of creepy. I know being hunted would suck. Um, but also the vines in the house were pretty brutal. Oh, yeah. Good like, that Lord. was... The quicksand. The quicksand, yeah. Oh, yeah, getting stuck in the floor would suck. Yeah, but, like, if you would just let go, you just went down to the next floor. (laughs) That's a pretty fall drop. Or pretty far. Pretty fall drop. Yeah, pretty fall drop. Pretty fall drop. Pretty far. Yeah, but, like, if she hadn't done what she did, like, where would he have ended up? You know what I mean? True, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess the scariest part for me. Mine's the monsoon. The monsoon? Yeah, with the crocodiles and everything. Yeah, that Yeah, that that would suck, yeah. Yeah, that might be the scariest part, really. Uh, spiders. Spiders, you could fuck them up. Though. Yeah, they were big enough you could do something about that. Yeah. yeah. No. If there were, like, millions of little ones, I'd be... Yeah, yeah the, if they were little ones, yeah, like, that would and be scary. Bastards, but would, like he was doing, just take an axe to them. Yeah. Shotgun, whatever. Dude, that axe part was fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he picks up the axe and starts banging on the door, and he's like... That's probably right. <laughs> that's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Oh yeah, easily. That, like because he he breaks that fourth wall a little bit. Yeah, he like the smashes like... the door and then he's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably is my favorite part of the whole movie. I think he's probably my favorite character, Peter. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a little badass. He's, oh, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's a little badass. He does more than anybody. Oh yeah, yeah he, he does. does. He's always taking initiative. Like mm-hmm. I got this, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he's probably one I of my favorite characters. Had to get his pants ripped open for his tail. Yeah. yeah, he's like, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on here. Let's get into the movie. And um, that kid was adorable, though. He was. He really was. Monkey or not? Yeah. Monkey or not? He was an adorable kid. All right. So this is a pretty <laughs> long screen. plot synopsis. Um. So I'm going to try to get through it as quickly as possible. Doesn't even want um, to read none. It's because there's a lot here to read. Girl, what do you think I do? That's read slowly. Thing. No, that's my thing. I read. That's all right. Um, we'll, we'll talk through it. Well, at least give me an opportunity to stop at certain points so that um, we can get through it. It's not terribly long, but it is long. It's longer than what we're used to. So, who messaged me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Gavin's got a fever. All right. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm over You it. guys, I'm next. <laughs> I don't know. I woke up this morning and Jackson was in bed with me, so I'd be worried about me. Mm. Man, you better not get me sick, dude. And I was like cuddled up to him like, hey, buddy. I and I was like, oh, yeah, you're sick. Watch it. Like I said, this has been going around pretty hardcore. All right. So this jumps around through time. Like it goes from time point in time. You know, like it starts out at 1869. All right. So 1869. To remove traces of something that has previously haunted them, the brothers Benjamin and Caleb... I didn't even know they had names. No, me neither. Uh, (laughs) Well, they went deep. Yeah. uh, Sprawl through... or Sprawl try to... uh, That's their last name, Sprawl. They even had last names. I was getting ready to say, they know their middle names, their mom's names, mom's names. Yeah, no shit. Like, what's their grandpa's name? Their kids' names. Uh, Try to get rid of the chest in a forest a mile near the town of Brantford, New Hampshire. Terrified of the foreboding content of the chest, the two boys ride back to town after finishing burying it deep and hope that no one ever finds it. 
1969. You fucked up. <laughs> Digging out the past. Uh, How far away, what time period was that? That was 1869. Oh. After years the two later. Boys, they buried like, oh, may God have mercy on their souls or whatever. Um, uh, a century later in Brantford, 12-year-old Alan Parrish is out riding his bike, but is forced to flee from the local gang of bullies by uh, Billy Jessup to the uh, Parrish Shoe Company factory. Uh, owned by his father, Sam Parrish, where he meets his old friend, oldest friend, Carl Bentley. I love that his last name is Bentley. Like the car. <laughs> uh, one of Sam's employees. Uh, Carl shows off it's his... It's a bit of irony uh, that his car gets completely fucked up during the, yeah. the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, completely. They call him the soul man. Uh, Carl shows off his prototype sneaker to Alan, which... Was very advanced for the time. Oh yeah! Like right. for never making a sneaker before, that thing looked like it. Well, like, it, like he, he straight came, he came from the eighties. No, he the nineties, like right out of the nineties. Yeah, he came up with it. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't just buy it off of a. That's shelf why he's called the, the Soul Man. No, he just hitched a ride with Doc Brown and was like, "Hey, team of the future, I want to show this guy a new shoe." <laughs> he said uh, it was going to revolutionize the, the shoe industry. Yeah. Uh, Carl shows like off his uh, his prototype sneaker to Alan, hoping Sam will approve production and lead to great financial success. Sam catches Alan hiding from Billy Jessup and sends him outside to stand and face his fears like a man, leaving Alan disappointed in his dad's faith in him. Uh, when Alan accidentally damages a machine with the prototype sneaker Carl hoped to present, Carl takes the blame and loses his job. Outside the factory, an irritated Alan tries to resolve the bill, uh, issue Billy has with him hanging out with his girlfriend, but it doesn't last f- after the bullies beat up Alan, beat Alan up and steal his bicycle. So, I don't understand that. Not, does this sound familiar to you? What? The boy hanging out with his dude's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it, though. Like, wouldn't you want to be friends with the rich kid? Yeah, but the thing is, I think that the kid, I think that in this sense, like, those kids probably aren't rich. So they're probably jealous. Sarah despise them. Yeah, Sarah knew what she was doing. She's like, well, that's what I'm what? saying. Like, wouldn't you I'll date be- the cute guy through high school, but once we out of here, you know, I'm going to date the rich kid. I don't get it. Like, I would, wouldn't you want to be friends with the, the rich kid? Like, he's got all the cool shit. I don't know. It depends. You never know. Alan might have been a little prick in school. Like He didn't seem like it. No, he didn't seem like it. But still, I don't know. He's kind of pretentious towards his dad. Well, his dad's a dick. Yeah. You don't get rich from being nice. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're nice enough to show someone your feet. <laughs> like on OnlyFans? <laughs> what? Like on OnlyFans? Yeah. Oh. The look on your face. Unless you're nice enough to show someone your feet. It's true. They make a lot of money doing that shit. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Alan in the uh Alan is then enticed by the luring sounds of a tribal drum beat beats and follows the noises to a construction site building ex, ex- executive off off god damn it. Who's offices near shut up. Near the factory, without the sounds, without the sounds attracting the attention of anyone else, inside a wall of mud, Alan digs out and finds the same chest buried 100 years ago, containing an elaborate jungle adventure board game called Jumanji, 
So what I don't understand, though. None of them see him. Well, they did. You saw one of the construction workers. The one guy. Yeah. Well, they looked like they were going to lunch. But, like, my thing is, is, like, so Alan hears it. But those other kids were just there, like, not even five minutes before that. And it didn't try to get their attention. I didn't understand it either until I read trivia. Okay, we'll get there. Um, before Alan can examine the box. I wrote notes down, too, about it, but. Huh? I wrote notes about it too, but I'm I mean, what's the point of reading them now? Cuz now I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um damn it, I lost it. Okay, before Alan can But they could have explained it. Examine <laughs> examine the box. Saying. Construction workers starting to get back to work notice him and he then runs off to take the game home to the parish mansion. Uh, you also have to understand, so they know that he's the um, the owners, because those buildings, the, what was being built was for the parishes. The parishes were having But he's a kid, and it's built. a construction site. Yes, but maybe... Well, this is also 1969, where it probably wasn't that uncommon to see kids playing in construction areas. They're like... They didn't have OSHA back then. Like, yeah. so... <laughs> I don't know. Like, to me, though, the weird thing is, is like, if you see something like that's buried... And it's got a lock on it, too. Like, doesn't that give you pause? I'd be curious. No, I'd be like, treasure? Sure, curious, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe treasure, but, like, once you open it and you just see it's a board game, like, wouldn't you be... I'd be like, oh. A little, like... Nah. No? I'd be disappointed. I'd take it. Fuck yeah. I mean, I'm like, fuck, this thing looks awesome. This thing probably I'd be just much. like him. Like, I'd be taking that bitch home with me. Like, this is awesome. I don't know. I'm I'd be, I'd be wondering why it was locked up. I I'd be wondering why no one tried to sell it. I would not it. be wondering why it was locked up. It looked like a harmless game. Yeah, that's why you'd get sucked in. Damn right. <laughs> God damn right I would. I'd they be Alan be, stuck, in, guys, stuck in Jumanji were, for 26 what years. What Joseph? I don't know. He fucking disappeared. Yeah, but. they were predicting the future. Kids getting sucked into their video games. That's true. She's not lying. Yeah. Um... All right. Back home, Alan is very interested in the exotic-looking game, but forgets about... It after his mom, Carol, finds him beaten up from his run-in with Billy's gang. Later that night, Sam and Carol are about to leave Alan at home to attend a party where Sam will make a speech as guest of honor, but stop to try to try and let Sam make amends for leaving him to deal with the bullies on his own. Revealing that uh, they intend to have Alan attend the esteemed Cliff Cliffside School for Boys. <laughs> Um, and an argument erupts between him and Sam, and an unhappy Alan decides to try and run away from home. Let's run away from the rich family. I mean, how old was he? Eleven or something like that? Twelve. Twelve. Like I understand. Like I was that age and wanted to run away. But granted, my life was not as prestigious as his. Mine was very poor, and there were reasons why I wanted to run away from home. But like he's like got it made. I don't know. I mean, so what his dad yells at him from time to he's time. He's just a kid with angst, and he just thought that that was the right. He would have been back. He'd have made it halfway down the street and realized, no, nah, I'm not going anywhere. I know where the food's at. It's at home. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he packed a, a loaf he of bread, loaf of, and, loaf of and bread, and yeah, some peanut butter, yeah, or something. some peanut butter, or some yeah. shit. All right, uh, first move. Mm, but what about mom's? Uh, what about mom's baked stew? Mm, yeah, you'll figure I'm gonna it go out. back home. Hey, what happened? Hold on a minute here. Yeah. Oh. Thought he was agreeing with they me. They skipped some shit here. Okay. You're gonna have to explain. Oh, okay, it. sorry. This is. Okay, so 
Uh, first move. Uh, however, his friend Sarah Whittle appears at the front door to give his bike back and explains she told Billy to stop picking on him for having uh, for having out with hanging out with her. I think it's supposed to be hanging out, not having out. Because if he was having out, I understand why he beat him. Yeah, up. I was gonna say that's a little different situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before Alan can run away from home, the two are interrupted by the sounds of drums. They then uh, head back inside to take a look at Jumanji. After reading the instructions, Alan invites Sarah to play the game, but she is uninterested and throws the dice at the game, causing the rhinoceros token to automatically accept it and accept it as a roll and strangely move itself across the board and a message appears on the crystal ball, triggering a summoning of shrieking bats into the fireplace. Uh, Why does Sarah look so much older than Alan? Like, as kids? And so did the other kid, too. Why would the kid be jealous of I think of it's just because she's taller, young? but also... I the mean, in the future, though, too. even, like, she's still taller than... She still looks taller than Robin Williams. I think she is, actually. She is. Like, she looks like she's probably about six foot tall. She's a tall lady. So, I don't know. I didn't notice it so much when they were adults, but... As yeah. a kid, yeah, I definitely yeah. saw. Well, there was one part where they were standing really close to each other, and she was like almost, I bet she was every bit of an inch taller than him. So, um, it was just like one scene that I noticed. You made that sound so good. Every bit of an inch. <laughs> an inch? Inch is a lot. <laughs> right, Eric? One inch, one inch can mean a lot. It can mean <sighs> the difference in a laugh or, oh my God. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. Why <laughs> oh, you guys gonna make everything weird? Uh, when uh, when Sarah becomes scared and pleads to give up playing, Alan starts putting the game away, but accidentally makes his first move when he grandfa- the grandfather clock chimes and he drops the dice, making the elephant token move along his its path. The crystal ball message uh, states that he must wait. In the in a jungle until a five or eight is rolled, they should have just said it how it's said on the board. In the jungle, you must wait until, until dice five, five or eight. eight. Yeah, which is great. Uh, and to their horror, he is then gradually sucked into the game game central ball with Alan begging Sarah to roll the dice again. Attracted by the sounds of their the screaming, the swarm of bats here. released by the oh, game. Game flock out of the fireplace and then attack Sarah and chase her out of the house, leaving the game and Alan behind. See, this is what I don't understand. Like, so she saw him get sucked into a game and she had to have like over 26 years said it in her head over and over again. What it said right before he got sucked into the game, like until the dice read five or eight. Why wouldn't she just go get the game? And at the very least, find two more people to play the game with. Well, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, my thing is, is to like, too, like, his like we dad, need to get Alan back. Yeah. Like his dad was so heartbroken, right? Like they talk about that later that his dad was like so heartbroken. If you are that heartbroken that you are like, just, you know, you're, you're spending all your money and you're losing your business and all that. Wouldn't you like eventually just give into the ravings of a mad kid? Like, wouldn't you just give in and be like, oh, it was the game. It sucked him in. All right, I'm going to go with you on it. Let's do this. Or even this. the fact that, like, the game was, like, him and his wife could have came home, but, like. And see the game. See the game like, sitting there, like, well, you know, this was the last thing he was doing before he disappeared. 
let's play the game. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I agree with you. The obvious thing is for her to put the the fucking obvious like pieces together. I mean, it obviously, seems like after he disappeared, it just drove her nuts, and everybody. Was yeah, like, like oh, you would well, think that gone. she would be reliving that over and over and over in her head, and go like, "Oh, duh, duh, somebody needs to roll." We but need like, to roll I guess like she eight. was terrified, but like you, like you said, get other people to play. Yeah, but still, if you cared about Alan in any, you know, sort of way, like. You'd at least try to help, like yeah, oh get God, him, get him out of there. And get you were back. really that guilty? No, she just left him pretty much to die. Like there was a death sentence, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it," you know what I mean? I'll go on about my life. And I thought that was kind of fucked up on her. Like the whole time, I'm thinking, like, I know, I never put that together. I never put that together. All you had to do was roll the dice. Yeah, yeah, I never just put that together. Every other time I've watched this, but this time I was like, that was kind of fucking selfish of her. Yeah, because if you think about it, they like in the future they literally only roll the dice like three times, and bam, he's back. Yeah, like it he, wouldn't take much. Yeah, if, if they would have just rolled the they dice two, then and there, they have two he would have been in there for like 10 minutes. Yeah, they have two dice. I mean, you, it just it doesn't say that both of them have to read five or eight or whatever. It just says five or eight. What if by some chance you play the entire game? I, like, how does a game work if he's not there to roll the dice himself? He just skips over him yeah, until... Okay, but time. here's the other thing. When the game's over, does it release him? I would imagine. Yeah, like, what if so. what if she never hit a five or eight? She finished. Yeah, the game. I would imagine that. Well, because yeah, everything resets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's said, it's said, it's said right. in the the thing that you have to roll a five, five or eight. You yeah, but everything resets at the end, so yeah. that would bring him back. Them back to their normal. Time. Yeah, it brings everything back in that comes from the game, so it would spit him. All right, out. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yep, sorry. Let's keep going here. I don't know. All right, 1995. Um, 26 years later, in 1995, after recently losing their parents uh, in a car crash, when on a skiing tri- uh, skiing vacation in Canada, Judy Shepard and Peter Shepard move uh, into the long-emptied parish mansion with their Aunt Nora Shepard, planning to open the house as a bed-and-breakfast hotel. Uh, exploring the emptiness of the mansion, the three are disturbed by the bats and... Uh, call pest control to investigate. The exterminator finds nothing and reveals that to the kids the story of Alan's disappearance and uh, and an and and an unpleasant rumor that he was murdered, which uh, he believes to be done by Sam. You know, it'd be even better if is if the um the guy who played the um I thought about this too, like the guy who was the um. The pest control guy was Billy from 1969. Like the oh, kid that yeah, beat him up yeah, originally. Yeah. Like, would that bring be, it full circle. Yeah, kind of bring it full circle with that character. Yeah. Just to kind of like show like, oh, that's how you amounted to. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just thought that'd be funny. It would be. Um, like you see like Jessup on his. Yeah, just yeah. So, like you ain't even got to like make it yeah, obvious. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, just like see his name tag mm-hmm. and it says his last name or something. Yeah. Because, um, you know, the kids from 1869 had last names. He can too. Well, it said his name. It said his name on Billy his name Jessup. Tag. No, I mean, no. Not. She they they say his name. His, his dad said his Billy Jessup. Yeah, Jessup. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, like is Billy his Jessup Bill, um, bullying you again? Yeah. They say his name like four times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that. Yeah, I know you did. The exterminator finds me. nothing and reveals to the kids. That yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the relationship oh, added. Okay, due to their parents' sudden deaths, the relationships and Don't attitudes between me, Eric. Let me let me get through this. <laughs> he started. Uh, due to the parents' sudden deaths, the relationships and attitudes between the kids and Nora are strained, as Judy has taken up 
telling lies and Peter has adopted a shyness and never speaks to anyone except Judy, getting them into trouble at school. Like Alan and Sarah before them, Judy and Peter also start to hear the sounds of drumbeats coming from the attic, something that Nora doesn't seem to notice. A few days later, after or before they can go to school, Judy and Peter uh, are drawn to the sounds of the drumming and head upstairs to the attic where underneath less interesting board games <laughs> I want to know what I don't those even, board I games in particular. I wasn't even paying any, any attention to the other board games. I'm interested now. One of them was Password, which apparently was based on some wasn't, 70s uh, game show. Wasn't one of them something. Trouble? I don't remember. I just remember seeing Password or like or 60s. Sorry. It was a 60s game show or something. Game I don't know. Trouble or sorry. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Um, deciding to play the game in the attic, uh, Judy reads the rules while Peter takes out the remaining tokens. Uh, when the rhino and elephant won't move, and as a result, the crocodile and monkey tokens are mystically drawn separate pathways on the board game also. When Judy rolls the dice first, the croc token slides along its path and stops to send a message on the crystal ball about on an oncoming consequence triggering the appearance of three giant mosquitoes to attack them. Uh, spurring on, spurred on by the excitement, Peter then rolls against Judy's judgment, and his monkey token triggers a party of monkeys to wreck the kitchen in fun. I love I, the monkeys. I didn't they look re- terrible, but it's they funny because say. like I didn't realize that his token was the monkey, mm-hmm. and that would explain why he was turned into a monkey. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if she had tried to cheat? She, she starts into to a turn crocodile, into crocodile or something. Yeah. I love the monkeys. The CGI is terrible, but I love the monkeys. I know. I didn't even realize it was they, a kid how bad me. the CGI was. Well, back then it wasn't. It yeah, back then it wasn't. But it, but I've seen this movie a few times, you know, throughout the years. And, yeah. And it's always been like, man, they just, they don't hold up. No, they the don't. The CGI on them, like. For 95. Yeah. Though. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not faulting it. Like, but the, the, it, it is, they're hilarious. The yeah. way they move <laughs> and like act kind of reminded me of uh, the monkeys off of, um. Shit. Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like they. The Wizard they go, of Oz was not. You know, oh, they CGI even like they go to a store window and see yeah, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. yeah. I love the when he opens up the refrigerator and the one's still in there and it, he opens up the fridge. He's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one's on the motorcycle, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think. Okay. Whenever we get to the end, we're going to ask everybody who their favorite characters are. Because I already know who mine is. I already said Peter. Yeah. That's not mine, though. I, I know who mine is. Peter is mine. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, uh, where was I? Uh, okay. As Judy reads the other instructions, the monkey gangs, the monkey gang leaves the house and heads off into in different directions, realizing that the consequences released by the game releases will disappear and everything will be restored when the game ends. They decide to continue the game despite the danger. Since he rolled doubles, Peter rolls another turn and lands a five, releasing an uh, intimidating lion. I, I would say that any lion would be intimidating. I would agree. Yeah, like an intimidating. You don't have to tell me that. it's. An, it, I know it's intimidating. It's a fucking lion. Right. Even a cub? I mean, depends on how big the cub is. No, because if it was CGI, it wouldn't have been intimidating. No, I, I play with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's not a lion then. That's just a cub. 
It's still a lion. No, no, it's a cub. It's just the baby lion. If you told me it was a cub lion, I'd be like, okay, I can play with that. If you tell me it's a lion, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> like, I'm good. I'll, I'll stay right here. Cub lion's like a puppy. They pretty much are. You want to come play with a lion? No, no, I'm going to stay home. <laughs> no, I'm good, You want to come play with a cub lion? Fuck yeah. It's like playing with a little, a little dog. A little, little tiger or something. Yeah. Or a really big cat. You know? yeah. I mean, that's really what they are. Um... Yeah. Uh, where was I? Da, da, da. Lion's like a mixture between a cat and a dog. Okay. Um. Okay. Who pursues the corners? I want a panther. Yeah. Pursues and corners them yeah, downstairs. Yeah. Fortunately, Peter also sets an adult Alan free from Jumanji at last, who manages to lock the lion in the master bedroom. A new world. Uh, overcome with joy at the freedom and back in Brat Brantford. Uh, Alan's victory is cut short when he learns from Judy about the absence of his parents and uh, his disappearance, leading to the belief that he is dead. On the way outside to try and find his parents, Alan runs into Officer Carl Bentley, now working as a police officer and unaware of who he is, and calculates that he has been in Jumanji for 26 years after Judy reveals the current year is 1995. What does this button do? What's this button do? Huh? It doesn't do anything. No, that's the other one. What's this one? Oh, it turns off the lights. Don't mess with it. <laughs> Reminded me of D from Dexter. What's this button What's do? This do? What's this do? <laughs> Stay out of my laboratory. Yeah. Stay out of my laboratory. Uh, Carl is forced to leave them after some monkeys steal the police cruiser, which lets Alan follow his instincts and head <laughs> to the now closed shoe factory, finding Brantford plunged into poverty. What? He fucking shoots the, the rifle. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoots the rifle and the car takes off. And he's like chasing the car. He's like, stay right here. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> what was the officer's name again? Carl. Carl. Coral. Carl Bentley. Coral. 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 Oh Soul God. man. There's a lot Shut up, to Carl. read. <laughs> um, I think I'm. I think I'm Coral, only maybe. No. Half, I'm only like halfway through this. <laughs> All right. Um, I can read the other half. No, you can't. Um, after visiting his parents, hold on. What was that? Inside the abandoned factory, a homeless man reveals to that Sam abandoned the business after the search for his son was unsuccessful, leading to Sam giving up on everything until he died in 1991 along with his wife, Carol. After visiting his parents' graves uh, and finally learning about what happened to his parents and the shoe factory, Judy tries to convince Alan to come back to the mansion and help them finish the game. But they uh, uh, observe a car crash and overhear from medics that about an outbreak of seizures from unknown bites. Alan then jumps to conclusions and they get into the empty car in time to avoid a mosquito. But the uh, persistent insect forces them to make the improvised drive back home. Hold on. Uh, Back at the old parish place, Judy and Peter try to persuade Alan to help them finish the game, but he is having none of it. Using uh, reverse psychology he picked up from his dad, Peter, and at least convinces Alan to watch their progress. What about those medics? Like, do you think the mosquitoes got them? No, they were already yeah, in they were, yeah. thing. Like, Were they? 
Yeah, they shut the door. Oh. You see the fucking needle on that damn thing? He was Holy able shit. to break the glass. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like that long. Yeah, I think it was massive. It was like a big-ass fucking, I don't know, like elephant needle or something. Yeah, it was bigger than a hypodermic needle. Bigger yeah. than any hypodermic needle I've ever yeah, seen. Nothing I ever want near me. Mm-hmm. Especially my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's in me. <laughs> it's in my ass. <laughs> what flavor ice cream would you it like? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's for my ass. Is that in the box? Did we put evolution in there? I it's either on so that or rolling. I think so. I think we did say something about it. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. I think we said something yeah, it's, about it. Yeah, it's been longer than that, but I think oh, it's, it's on the rolling one. I think it is. Hi, hi, <laughs> Such a good movie. It's so funny. Yeah, it's on the rolling one. Okay. Take the leg. Take it. Take the leg. <laughs> Take the leg. Take he the thinks, leg. He thinks he's an athlete. <laughs> So uh, we're going to wait to run out of movies in there, and then... No, it'll get low. Hell no. We let it get low. Oh. We'd have to be doing this for years to be able to get through all those fucking movies. Yeah. We have a list. I mean, how many do you think is in there now? Like two, three hundred? I can tell you how many is in there. I bet I, I bet it would take at least probably five years to get through all those movies. What do you think? Like, how many weeks are in a year? Like 50... 165. 165, so it would take at least... Three to three and a half years, or t- yeah, three or three and a half years to get through all the movies that are in there. That's not including the rolling list. Mm-mm. Yeah, so rolling list. How is many just movies the- are there? One hundred and sixty-five. How there many right weeks now? are in our year? Huh? Like fifty-two 50, weeks, I think. Something like that. Or fifty. I think it's fifty-two, 52 weeks in a year. There's only fifty-two weeks in a year. It's fifty-two podcasts. Weeks seem to go by faster than that. And then years, but comes. the rolling list is just what we add, and then like when that gets low, we take the rolling list and add it. Not only fifty-two weeks in a year. That's what you're concerned with. Are you sure? Yeah. Yes. It's like fifty-two or fifty-six. Yeah, it's fifty-two. Fifty-two. Is it fifty-two? Yeah. See. Anyway, weeks go by fast for it only to be fifty-two. Okay. Well, how about you do your own brain? You can Google it. <laughs> Just blew her fucking mind. You can Google it. Uh, all right, so Sarah's turn. Only after Jumanji stops taking Judy's rules does Alan realize they are continuing the same game that he started in 1969, so he too will need to play to end the consequences released from the game. But since his turn is, isn't is yet isn't due yet, he remembers they need Sarah's dice roll. Dice rolls also. Finding Sarah at the same house since her childhood, they find her now a psychic who had gone into isolation and a name change after the trauma of Alan's disappearance. Why'd she have to change her name? That's what I said. I was like, dude, you literally got like swarmed by a few bats. Like, Well, and she, was she lives in the same spider. house. She never moved. You think a yeah. name change is going to help? Yeah, like... I've lived here for years. Why I've lived here all my that? life. Like, why did you say that? You just confirmed who you are. Like, anyway, I, I just I did her character think... kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. The more I think about her character and how she was written, as she goes, she's fine. It's at the beginning, like when she's all, I don't know, scared of yeah. bats. Well, when she's all like, "Oh, I've I've spent like the funniest part for me with her." is when she first gets there and she calls her therapist and she's like, you know, that thing oh, that yeah. never happened and blah, blah, blah. She's like, um, well, I'm looking at it and I'm sitting in it and I'd really like to hear your, input. You know, your input. diagnosis. I think you need to, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I'd really like to know what you think about it. And then they it. blow off the game. She's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the funniest thing for me. But, like, after she gets past all of that, she's fine. Yeah, it's like, I think it's just, like, the fact that she, like, left Alan to begin with, like, whenever they first played the game. Because of bats. Because of bats. And then she never even tried to help afterwards. They kind of, I don't know if they meant to write her that way. I doubt it. I just don't think they realize, like, there's so many ways that they could have solved this issue just by her, I don't know, going back and finishing the game. Yeah, but I think that, you know, part of it is that, like, back then, it even made sense to us as the audience. Mm -hmm. Nobody questioned it even then. It's only, like, in subsequent washes, like, recently that I've started to put that together. So I don't think that that was even something that was even on the writers' minds, honestly. It might not have been, really. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not something that I even thought of or any person that I even talked to or knew or talk, met, you know, back in right. the day watching it thought of. I just now put that together. So Yeah, I mean, in any case, like, I mean, they they investigate it and they, you know, question her and stuff like that. Don't you think that the cops would have humored her by saying, okay, roll dice, let's see what happens? You would think, you would think somebody would have Well, said, nothing would have happened because they needed two more players anyway. Well, no, not no, no because not it would have been it. It would have just been her. Been her it, because it would constantly be skipping. Um, skipping him because he's in the jungle. She has to roll her five or an eight to bring him back. You don't have to have two more players in there. Mm -mm. No, nope. if it's just no. a two player game, it would just be her until she brings him back. Yep. Just like Una. And if you hurry up and play the game fast enough, I mean, it could go pretty quick. Yeah. It's not like there's a lot of spaces there. No, I think that the whole point, though, is is like the game's going to throw at th things at you that make you have to stop. Like the monsoon thing. You couldn't keep going. And that, you know what I mean? All right, well, let's hurry up and get through this. Yeah, <laughs> keep <it> going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, spiders? All right, well, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Quickly. Um, yeah. Someone axe that spider while I rule this. I think if you're going that fast, though, like somebody's going to fuck up and go at the wrong time, and then you're going to... Uh, we're going to end up with people turning into crocodiles and monkeys. and <laughs> I don't think that's why he turned into a monkey, was it? Because it was because someone... he cheated. Because he tried to cheat. But the well, game could misinterpret you going at the wrong time as cheating. But someone did go at the wrong time. Um, it just because... didn't move the Yeah, but, but that would be... But the game, you know, kind of understood that they didn't know. The game's smarter than you think they yeah. is. It has a mind of its own. Well, then yeah. if someone messes up then on accident, then they'd know. They'd uh, know. Yeah, but, I guess so. Maybe... All right, I just don't uh, think it goes if you roll on yeah. his turn. Yeah. Uh, after the three bring Sarah back to the parish mansion, she becomes frightened by seeing Jumanji again and unwilling to join in because of how her li how her life was ruined the last time she played. Alan there tricks her into yeah dropping the dice from her hand using her <laughs> turn to move her token and the consequences consequence effects release. Fast-growing Jumanji vegetation all over the living room, including purple flowers that shoot lethal barbs dipped with poison. The vine trap, uh, the vine trap pods. One of who manages to snare Peter uh, and try to drag him into the colorful its colorful jaws. But Alan hacks the vine with a uh, heirloom saber of his war hero ancestor. All right. The hunter. Uh, what? So it says the poisonous barbs, right? Yeah. So at like towards the end of the movie, she gets hit by those barbs. Yeah. She's acting <coughs> fine after like she she gets stuck. No, she, she doesn't. No, she, after a while she starts. Her after she gets nailed. 
No, they do. Gets- no, they do. For a little while, she's fine, but she starts to kind of go down. Yeah, she's like, well, after she gets nailed, she's like sitting there, and she's like, go. Because the, and, but she, she kind of then she lays out. down, and then that's the last. But no, she dies though. She dies. She does die. Technically, I guess. Yeah, you that's could say. yeah. She dies. The, the she, they imply that she dies. Yeah, and she laid down. On, and yeah, that's no. yeah. She lays down, and and Peter like cries, uh, like she does die. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't get that part. Yeah, just kind of a fucked up. <laughs> well, that's the whole point. That's why like they don't want that reality. Mm-hmm. Right, I get it. Yeah, yeah, because that'd be way too dark for a kids' movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, in the library, the four players make a promising bond to finish playing Jumanji and undo the damages it has brought to Brantford and their lives. Alan's next turn brings out someone that makes him uneasy with uh, dread. A big game hunter named Van Pelt, who is intent on hunting and killing Alan for reasons that he cannot understand as he is a product of the game itself and continuing their alleged rivalry ever since Alan was sucked into the game. Uh, Van Pelt pursues Alan uh, outside and opens fire on Carl after he is, he tries to intervene causing the game are the great part. white hunter to run out of ammunition and grudgingly leave the hunt to find replacement firepower. Back in the library, Sarah and Alan later get into a heated argument with each other after she explains how much of her life and reputation was soared by the trauma of being the only witness of the real reason for Alan's disappearance and the town refusing to believe her story. See, I think that's very selfish of her. Like, oh, well, nobody believed me. Blah, blah, blah. My life brought, was ruined. It's like, dude, that's why he I was in up. a game for 26 years He, in does, the he jungle brings that up, yeah. Because of you. Well, like, he didn't even get as mad as I would have. Like, I'd have been like, bitch, you want to talk about some shit? Like, Do not compare traumatization. Yeah. He also makes a comment to her about, yeah, it's like, it's pretty nice that you're actually sticking around this time. Yeah. yeah. He, do, he does give it to her a few times. Only fair, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, shit, I always lose my spot. <laughs> okay, Judy makes her next role to pass the time of the adults take talking and over an overwhelming, or sorry, talking and an overwhelming large animal stampede of rhinoceroses, elephants, zebras, and pelicans tear up the house in their rampage while a lone pelican takes Jumanji after mistaking it for a fish and flies away with it. How do you mistake a board game for a fish? <laughs> um, I think it's funny because like the, the game makes such a big deal out of finding victims. And then as soon as like the victims start playing, it's like, Oh yeah, go ahead and take me. Yeah, like well, it, like it, like it's, it's all think, the time becoming a victim. See, you I, know? Think like, that, I think the game itself, the reason why I think it was like a plot device for them to get the game out of the house. So they have to leave the house. Like, all right, well, we need to. We can't just have the whole game take place inside this house, inside the mansion. Let we need. We need to get them out in the town more, and yeah. so there's different sets, sure. and stuff like that. Well, I yeah, I get that, but I think that part of it too is just showing that the game itself is is an asshole. Yeah, because it's like you know, because yeah. you know, it controls every aspect of all the animals. Yeah, it's, everything it's that like comes you out know, yeah, get over here and find me and play me, and then oh, 
<laughs> whoops, I've been stolen. <laughs> you know Don't what I mean? Me. <laughs> like, and it happens like three or four times, and it's like you dick. No, <laughs> like you, you know, you can stop this. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, the huntsman's gonna be like, "Here, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take this. I thought it was mine." Yeah, right. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Looks now just run. like the one I have. <laughs> All right, tracking the pelican to the river, it is unwilling to give the game up until Alan bribes the bird with a real fish, and it casts the game aside. Before the game is lost over a waterfall, Peter catches the game, much to the surprise of Sarah and Judy. But Alan feels differently, and they run into Carl again. This time, taking Alan for in for questioning, sensing Van Pelt nearby, Alan goes along with Carl's arrest and leaves the three behind. So Van Pelt will follow him and leave them as the three realize that they are unable to finish the game without Alan. Meanwhile, Peter tries landing a fixed roll to try and win, but is transformed by Jumanji into a monkey for cheating. Sir, save a lot. That's the name of this one. Yeah, the store. <laughs> um, Sir, save a lot. Sir, mix a lot. <laughs> uh, he used to have a save a lot. Yeah. Just wasn't sir. No, yeah. it wasn't a sir. No, it was just it save wasn't a lot. as good. Definitely sir was, was better. not fancy like that. Yeah. So the sir, the, the, uh, this save a lot has been knighted. Yeah. <laughs> it's been knighted. Yeah. All the outdoor equipment and shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while Alan is taking, taken away by Carl, the cop is suspicious about the unexplained madness going on in the town having something to do with Alan. And he tries explaining after he learns that Sam fired Carl for what happened at the shoe factory 26 years ago. It is also it is only after Alan tries to make an apology for Carl losing his job that Carl finally realizes that he is Alan. And Brantford Town, uh, the mass hysteria unleashed from... Consequences of Jumanji is reaching overwhelming chaos as Peter, Sarah, and Judy lose the game to Van Pelt amid uh, the stampede. The three follow the hunter to a local discount department store to retrieve the game, but are caught by Van Pelt, who scares the witnesses or yeah witnesses off with his gunfire, knowing the police will be called and Carl will turn up along with Alan. The three manage to retrieve the game and evade the hunter and his gun along and long enough through his gun long enough through quick evasion and and Im, improvise 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 sorry trap Peter set up until he corners them with a collapse of stacked tires. So that so little that little contraption contraption oh, that he man. made that was quick thinking like man. I, I don't know if that's right like. I mean, it seems a little far-fetched, but still, though, I'm like... Well, did you notice going, that the, the music that they had, like, right before that was very reminiscent of Home Alone? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. And then, fuck it, that scream just had me dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's probably my second favorite part of the whole movie. Like, whenever he screams, like, ah! I'm like, oh my god, come on, man. That shit was great. <laughs> to me, all the best parts in the movie revolve around Peter doing something that Peter like or nobody Van else Pell. does. Pell's pretty funny too. He's probably yeah. up there on my list of favorite characters yeah. in the movie. Like, yeah, he's supposed to be like he's a good bad guy. Oh, he's yeah. a funny bad guy. Yeah. yeah. So. Um. All right, where was I? 
Okay. Uh, good as Van Pelt's uh, intuitive plan is, Alan and Carl arrive at the store to try and stop him. But since the brakes of the Carl's cruiser are faulty, they crash through the store and bury Van, Pelt's, Van Pelt under an avalanche of fallen paint pots. On the way home, Alan is unimpressed by Peter trying to cheat and tells him uh, off tells him off for crying, but feels like a he adopted too much of Sam Stern Sam Stern parenting and makes am, amends with Peter, promising they will win the game. Have have him turn back into a real boy. Meanwhile, Nora. Drives home and loses her car after a scare from a stampede and a surprise run-in with a monkey. As Carl is passing by and she stops him and asks for a ride home, but uh, he too loses his cruiser to a pod, forcing them to continue on foot. I was very like relieved when the pod came out and took the car because mm-hmm. finally... It got put out of its yeah. misery. <laughs> Fine. Uh, take it. Take <laughs> <laughs> it. He said. <laughs> I also thought it was hilarious when the, the monkey was in her backseat because of the way they shot it. Like you weren't in the car with them, but you knew the monkey was in there. And then all of a sudden you just see her drive into a ditch. (laughs) You don't know what happened. All you need to know is that you just see her drive into a ditch. Well, you hear the monkey say, Well, yeah, you hear the monkey scream. Yeah, you hear the monkey, her scream, and then her drive into the ditch. They just don't make movies like this anymore. No, no. Uh, That's what made it so much better. Yeah, because you don't know. Like, you don't know what that monkey did. (laughs) You just just hear things. You're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, like, okay. All right. uh, We're almost there, guys. We're getting there. There's. We're running long. Uh, Alan swims through the... uh, This is called Jumanji. Alan swims through the rap... Or, sorry. uh, Back at the mansion, now becoming overrun by vegetation from Jumanji, Sarah makes her next turn, and a monsoon erupts from inside the mansion, starting a flood. The house and uh, triggering the appearance of two crocodiles that attack the group, only ending when Carl and Nora finally arrive at the front door and try to enter the house unwittingly, Drain the flood outside to and take taking the two crocs with it. Upstairs in the attic, Alan makes his next turn and is sucked into the floor by quicksand, which is created uh, from the floor itself. Uh, Sarah leans herself into the quicksand to stop Alan from sinking, uh, but they are both trapped by a uh, trapped Judy, both trapped Judy's Judy rolls and. Wow, that shouldn't be one sentence. <laughs> Judy rolls her turn and the quicksand becomes frozen. As Peter makes his next turn, a gathering of large spiders come outside, out from the back of the attic and advance on Alan and Sarah. Since they are stuck, uh, requiring the kids to stand and fight the spiders off and Peter with Peter rushing to get an axe, but... Judy is shot by a poisonous barb from a purple flower and gradually collapses. Nora arrives at the house to find Judy and Peter and becomes terrified of the lion in the master bedroom. Alan's legs on top of the ceiling and Peter's transformed self, Nora not recognizing her nephew, 
but Peter locks her in a closet as he rushes to save the two trapped adults and Judy. Before the spiders can make an easy meal out of the two trapped adults and Peter uh, comforts a paralyzed and dying Judy, who wishes their parents were here, um, Sarah's last role realizes uh, releases an earthquake that scares and the arachnids away and splits the whole house in two. Finally, three uh, free from the floor, Alan swings through the divided house and misses the recently awakened lion again while he catches the fallen game. Landing in the living room uh, where the game all started, Van Pelt uh, reappears and uh, demands Alan drop the dice, seemingly losing into losing one into a ravine and rendering him unable to finish the game. And Sarah shows up to see Alan not running away. Tired of running, Alan refuses uh, the hunter's demands to run, uh, remembering his father's meaningful lesson about standing uh, to face one's fears. Van Pelt becomes impressed by Alan uh, finally acting like a man as he aims the gun at him and questions Alan's last words. Surprisingly, Alan's last dice roll lets his token reach the goal and he effectively wins the game just in time to answer Van Pelt's question about the last words with Jumanji. Before Van Pelt's last shot can hit Alan and Sarah, it starts to evaporate into a growing tornado, causing a consequential elements or consequential elements, including Van Pelt, uh, to be sucked back into the board game in a form of a whirlwind. Man, we're almost there, guys. Two more paragraphs. <laughs> this is a long one. See what I mean? Like, they went a lot ones, of man. detail, though, yeah, but it's did. good. Yeah. It's good. Uh, the spiders close in on Alan and Sarah. Alan and Sarah suddenly find themselves back in 1969 uh, again as the same children from before, but with full knowledge of their lives after they started playing, which is fuck. Could you imagine that? That'd be wild. Yeah. Like, well, we know what we're going to look like, and you're not going to look that great after, you know, in about 26 years. So I think I'm going to go ahead and find somebody else. Oh, I'm just fine. That's terrible. <laughs> um, but he's still gonna be stinking rich. Like, what? yeah, no shit. Well, he's still gonna be rich, though. That's good. <laughs> uh, what felt like an eternity to them was a mere five minutes in a restored reality. As Alan immediately reconciles Sam, uh, Sam with apologies from their fallout and a surprise Sam follows. He, they just need to say his father or dad or whatever. Cause they keep saying Sam, like we know who, like we just want to hear like, that's weird. His dad. Yeah. Just say dad. Um, where was I? <laughs> Sam allows his son to attend. Okay. And a surprise Sam allows his son to attend a local school if he wishes to do so. And, uh, Admits to his father that he was the one who damaged the machine so Carl could wouldn't would get his job back. After his father leaves for the party as the guest of honor, Alan then suddenly remembers that Judy and Peter are still in the attic, but Sarah reminds him that because it's nineteen sixty nine, Judy and Peter have not yet or not even been born yet. Not even thought of. 
Yep. Uh, Sarah hands their game tokens to Alan as a way of showing they would never have finished the game without them. Later, Alan and Sarah chain up Jumanji and throw it into the river. Sarah starts to share their uh, first kiss with Alan as the two leave and start dating. 1995. In a much better uh, adulthood, I would hope so, (laughs) Alan and Sarah are married and expecting their first child. Alan took over the shoe business after Sam retired and lives with Carol in Florida. Carl still working in the factory as the plant supervisor. Jim and Martha uh, Shepard still living. Jim and Martha. Okay, yeah. Still living. The kids' parents. Yeah, living and he is working as an advertising in advertising for Parrish Shoes. At their Christmas party in the Parrish Manson. 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 <laughs> Mansion. <laughs> Manson family. Yeah, Manson family. <laughs> They changed uh, their name, Manson yeah. Shoes. <laughs> yeah, Manson Shoes. Uh, Alan and Sarah reunite with Judy and Peter, with Alan and Sarah remembering them just as they once were in the other timeline. Uh, momentarily forgetting the kids don't remember their own lives, or their other lives. Alan and Sarah also discourage the shepherds from going on the Canadian ski trip that would have killed them. No! I was going to say discourage is a light word. Yeah. Uh, thus preventing their deaths in the previous timeline with Alan convincing Judy's Judy and Peter's father to start work at the shoe factory as he accepts Alan's offer. Yeah, they didn't like, they were like, no! Yeah. Could like, you imagine like many years later, I can imagine this conversation. You know, honey, when you first started working for your boss, I thought he was a giant asshole because he wouldn't let us go on vacation. But, you know, you've been working for him for a couple of years and he's really just a big sweetheart. Like, what was up? I don't with know. That? I, I would be kind of creeped out just meeting them, like being a super obsessed with my kids. Like, <laughs> this dude's got problems. Like, I think you guys need to stay away. Well, I know, but like after a couple of years, you'd probably be okay with it. But like at that first meeting, I agree, right, would be yeah. like, like okay, you guys <laughs> you don't. Bought you guys, a couple of kid them? diddlers or something, or what? <laughs> Should I? Be yeah, you knew about I was going there. <laughs> Should I be worried about that baby? No, right. it's more like the no. Oh, Shit. Okay, we won't go on vacation. All right, chill, dude. Yeah. We just we need your help. This All right. Uh, Alan and Sarah then invite the shepherds into their home and uh, promise they are welcome anytime—a way of repaying the kids for playing the game and saving them from being trapped forever. Also, gifting them with Christmas presents. Meanwhile, on the French seaside, two young girls hear drum beats as they walk along the beach and are due. To the Jumanji board game, half buried in the sand. The end. God damn, it was a long one. So, um, one thing I have a question about. Just one so thing. yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you gotta understand. So so uh, Sarah had an entire life, a twenty-six year life, that just got rewound. Yep. Like, yep. You, did, so did like, Alan. Oh yeah. Yeah, but Alan, his entire life was in the in the jungle. I would assume that he would rather rewind that. And, yeah, I'm sure he yeah. wanted to rewind. Sarah, on the other hand, who knows? Maybe she had. A I'm nice pretty sure she wanted, wanted to rewind, rewind it too, too, because like probably, she, but still, she said like, that her whole she's like, life. Maybe she had a cat named Mittens that she's like, well, what about my cat? Well, fuck that cat. <laughs> that cat got hit. I'm sorry, sure that she goes, could find so. it again. I mean, wherever a pelican she ate your cat. Sorry. Well, I mean, a lot of that yeah. stuff was retro, you know. Anyway, but like you could still get what you wanted. Like they found Peter and 
and uh, Judy again. Right. So if she wanted her cat, she could find her cat again. True. I don't yeah. think she had anything valuable. That's why. That's she what I'm saying. Was... Like, if there's anything from that life that she found valuable or wanted, I'm sure she could get it. She'd just go back yeah. to the place where she got. Yeah, the first she's place. rich now. Yeah. <laughs> See. <laughs> All right. So favorite characters. Carl. Peter. Carl. Carl. Carl's mine too. Yeah. Carl's definitely mine. Not Peter. Carl then Peter. Peter's adorable. Carl's. I like Peter, but I like Carl. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I like Peter. I, I don't think that any of them would have made it without him. No. True. True. You can make that argument for any four of them, though. Mm, no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> mm. Nope, just just Peter. Just Peter. Without his adorableness, I mean... No, I mean, like, he's the only one that, like, no, did anything when it Productive. needed to be done. Yeah. Right. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into rating and review this, because we have, like, we're, like, way over. Let's out as bitch. Uh, all right. Let's start with Eric, or no? Let's start with Madison. What so are we thinking? We doing? Uh, would you recommend? Oh, uh, we should have done that before. The, this is the second week in a row that we haven't done that. It is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Would you watch and recommend? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Man, we even have that on the notes. Like I know. we should really. Start I, I, to... Every time I skip it, I'm like, I know I'm missing something. Every time. <laughs> Uh, I would yes and yes, obviously for me. Yes and yes. Yes and yes. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Come on, just okay. come on, G. I'm gonna give this movie. Uh, just because it's like a really good childhood movie of mine. Okay, just because the CGI is not that good, and I do like that the movie goes in a full loop, like how they started in living room, it ends in living room. I did like that how they did that, even though you can I didn't really think tell. about that. But yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did like that, and. I think my favorite event that happened to them, the one that always got me was the um, crocodile thing as a kid. I don't know why. That was just the one that, like, scared me the most or gave me the most goosebumps. That one. So, um, I'm going to give this movie a whole eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, I think for me, uh, this movie's awesome. I remember watching it in theaters back in 95. Um, like I said, that was a good year for me because I think this and Mortal Kombat came out the same yeah. year and I went and watched both of those in theaters. Um, so I think that, oh man, there's so much, not even just the nostalgia, but the movie holds up, man. It like it's just funny. It's fun. It's a good, uh, adventure movie and it doesn't even like, it doesn't go really a lot of places. It's literally just in that little town, mm-hmm. mostly in the mansion, yep. like mostly in the mansion and I just think that, like, to be able to do that and create a fun movie with uh, great action, great comedy, um, likable characters, um, uh, charismatic characters at that is really, really good. Uh, Not to mention, like, it's it's just a fun fucking movie. And it's got Robin Williams in it. You can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for me, this is easily a nine. This is a niner, for sure, all day. Like, this is a great fucking movie. And even whenever it came out, it had, you know... Like people were going bananas over it, so, so Robin, literally no pun intended. <laughs> so Robin Williams literally killed himself. Yeah, it happens. It's only because of the degenerative disorder that he had. He, he, didn't, he didn't want to get there. Wow. He, All right, yeah, Karen. Um, yeah. So a lot of what you said, but I, I really like what you had to say that it, it starts in one place and ends at the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very clever movie. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you don't think about that as a kid, but like watching it now, you're like, huh, 
Yeah. It's clever. And, you know, going also back to what you said about the scariest part for me, I didn't bring it up before, but um, I, I, I remember being a kid and being terrified at the part where um, Peter grabs the board away and runs with it and gets in that car and then it gets mm-hmm. smashed. Oh, and, yeah, and he's like, part Oh too. God. Like it, I think that's where my, um, my claustrophobia started probably. Cause Does it was like, me? like, yeah. like, Oh yeah. Where does he go from there? Like, he, right. just, Oh God. Just pulled that, him right out of there too. Yeah. It's like terrifying. Um, but yeah, a lot of what you said, Joseph too, like where it doesn't take place in a lot of different places. It's just in this town and mostly in this house, um, mostly revolving around four people. Um, so relatively small cast. Um, but there's a lot happening and a lot, um, you know, the writers, they must, they put in a lot of neat things, you know, that they had to come up with all these different scenarios that are going to happen for the, for this board game, you know? Um, so like, yeah, I think I think it's a very inventive movie, and you know they don't make them like this anymore. Like no. the 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 great humor, you know the 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 car crashing, and we don't have to know what happened to think it's funny. You know mm-hmm. that is yeah, hilarious. To that's me. the thing about the this movie. Back when it came out, you're like they literally took a like a subject matter, a, a board game, and they involved evolved an entire movie around it. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that the new ones are clever in their own way because they took. And like instead of a board game, like they used a video, video game. Sure, yeah, like, absolutely. That's smart, I guess. I was like, but you're still taking well. What a they concept. took? Well, what they took was, if I understand it correctly, is that's the board game. The board game. It evolved. is. It transformed yeah. itself yeah. into a video yeah. game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, I don't. I don't think there's anything we wrong with that necessarily. I think. I think too. that they did pretty good with that stuff too. Mm-hmm. They they just kind of evolved it for a, um, you know, more. Uh, up-to-date audience. I, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but there's something magical about this this movie in particular. Um, and a lot of it, I guess, has to do with Robin Williams. But um, I'm, I'm with you. It's a, it's a nine. It's easily a nine for me. Yeah. Um, so. Those, uh, Were you going to give it, Eric a two? Oh. Don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, other Jumanji ones aren't in the box, are they? Yeah. <laughs> they are? are? Yeah. All of the sequels? They're sequels. Sweet. There's only two of them. Yeah, two right. sequels. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, but they're sequels. I mean, whatever. I'll, we can do it. I like I those care. movies. I think they're funny. Jack Black and the Rock. Yeah, I don't think they're They are sequels. All in the same movie. They're not, they're, yeah. not, they're not reboots. They're, they're yeah. sequels. And that because they, 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 they comment about Alan. Yeah, there's a part where they're like, they talk about Alan in like his treehouse or something yeah, like that. So yeah, they're direct sequels. That's funny because didn't because I remember they had a cartoon, a Jumanji cartoon. Didn't he have a treehouse in the cartoon mm-hmm. also? So. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. They take the source material very well. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I, I didn't like about the new ones is, you know, in the, this one, they bring everything out of the game into the real world. This one, they went into. The other one They're they supposed to be into. doing a third Jumanji movie where that happens again. Yeah. That's yeah see, I, was... I, I enjoyed that more, that they brought the stuff from Jumanji into the real world. See, what I didn't like about the new Jumanjis is that it, they made it seem as if, like, the old Jumanji, like whenever he was in Jumanji, it was just the jungle. Yeah. It was just a jungle a and terrors or... in the jungle. But then you go into Jumanji in the new one and there's like towns and like cities and yeah. other people. Yeah. So I'm like, but I thought he was like alone yeah. in the jungle for 26 years. Yeah. I didn't like that either. I didn't That was like... the only thing that like took you... me out of that. Yeah, Maybe I agree. they added that to make it more like a video game. I mean, I, I understand why they did it. 
I just don't like. I guess like you could. I, you could make the argument maybe that Jumanji can warp itself into whatever right. it wants to be for whatever scenario it's trying to play out. Jumanji was made, but I don't know. Like I, I like the fact that it was a video game and that they turned into characters and all that. Like that was cool. But you could make the argument either way, I yeah. guess. But like I, 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 I'm on the fence, I guess, for either either scenario, I guess. But I, I. I I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, yeah. The only thing that you could argue about, like what this movie doesn't have, is the CGI. But you can't really argue that because it really doesn't take you out of the movie. No, no not at all. I and mean, it was good for '95. Yes, I mean you yeah, had the sure, monkeys yeah. and all the animals. Like the stampede was CGI, but everything else was mostly practical effects. Yeah. And um, the practical effects in this movie. Practical was effects were good. good. Yeah, yeah. look great. Um, Especially all the vines and the yeah. vines, even the crocodiles so and a couple of the yeah. lion. The lion, yeah. yeah, the lion looks good. So, except for um, when you get up close, his face is kind of his weird. face is kind of weird. But yeah. I think he's meant to look mean. Yeah. yeah, I think they tried to make him look mean. Yeah. So I'm sitting in it as a nine as well. Sam, all right. So that's an eight point eight seven five. So yeah, that's probably one of our highest rated movies, though. Mm-hmm. Besides the Goonies, The Descent mm. was an eight point eight seven five. I'm just going to go up and see what's high. The Goonies was an 8.875. I'll do the um, Rotten Tomatoes this week. Sure. The Joker was 8.8. You want to do it? I can do it. That's fine if you want to. That's about give, it. So like three movies. So yeah. yeah. I'll only give uh, like maybe a two or three bad reviews because yeah. there's not yeah, there's not much for like, trivia. Okay, good. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to cycle through it because I knew this was going to take a long time on the between the creator profile and the movie. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a lot. I thought there was going to be a lot for trivia, but there really isn't. Hmm. I'm going with. Oh, it's uh, for for critics. Uh, ninety three. Damn you! I was gonna go like ninety. Eighty five. So for critics is what? Ninety three. Eighty five. Going ninety. She's gonna take it. It's a fifty one. Whoa! What? Critics? Fuck them. For real? Fifty one. Uh, okay, for that's audience. ridiculous. Tomato meter is fifty one percent. I'm staying at a ninety for for audience. Well. 96. 85. I'm staying at a 90. I'm going to stay at a 90. 85. 96, 90, and... 85. I'm just going to take it again. 63%. <laughs> Why? Because they're stupid and they like the newer ones what better. The critics, well, critics consensus. I don't like this at all. This bothers a me. A feast for the eyes with a somewhat malnourished p- plot. Jumanji is an under... Achieving adventure that still what? offers a decent amount of fun for the whole family. Underachieving? I, I don't even understand that at all. Like how? That doesn't make any sense. No. It because they like sense. the newer ones better. So I need to read the critic reviews. Yeah, but I bet a lot of these reviews were before the newer huh. ones came out. Yeah. I don't know. Or wait, what? I don't know. What I, I bet. Said. I bet the. I'm. I'm willing to bet. That the um, overall percentage was much higher, and then those movies came out, and a bunch of people went back and watched this one because of those movies, and was like, "Oh no, this one sucks." 
So what the hell am I looking at here? I'm I think not... the new ones suck compared you to this You read one. the I audience's ri- or things and then the But that's credit, a, it's a different audience is what I'm saying. Consensus. So like you get that audience going okay. back and watching this one after watching consensus. those. Yeah, and then you do the Maybe. I wonder what Metacritic says. Reviews. I'm going to look up Metacritic when you do it. Okay. If you if you click the thing right under the audience score, it, yeah, you can see all right audience reviews. So let me find it. Like, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I see. Yeah, most of the audience ones are the three stars or above. See, that, I don't trust. Yeah, right here, here, I don't here's trust. a one star. It says not a fan, not a fan of this original. Jumanji 2017 and 2019 are better. See, wow, see, Aaron called it. That's bullshit, man. They just like the actors that are in it. That's all. That's all it is. Like Kevin Hart, The Rock, and Jack Black, and that one chick. I can't remember her Look, name. Look, I'm not, I'm not, no, they just I'm like not them. saying that they're terrible. I'm just no, saying Robin fucking okay, so kissed my Meta, ass. On Metacritic, that's not um, ridiculous. On Metacritic, their general, like the meta score is 39. percent It's a 39, based off of 18 critic reviews. But their uh, general, like their user score, is a 7.6. So it'd be like a 76. percent That sounds better. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. So yeah. that's from your, uh, that's out of 312 user review, uh, user ratings. Okay. So, so here's a star and a half. Exhausting effects, late in movie that thinks all the action and the visual effects will cover up the pure nonsense offered by the script. It's also clearly made to be a kid-friendly summer blockbuster, but it's scary slash intense enough that younger viewers will definitely be scared. I wasn't yeah, scared. I mean, Where? Well, now hold on. I, I mean, can, yeah, I can kind I of see that because sense, of like but... the spiders and like. And certain elements of the movie can be frightening, but that's the point. That's what adventure isn't always supposed to be fun and. If that movie and scared Rainbow, you, like, like literally scared says, you, you're a pansy. Yeah, it's not like a horror movie, but Robin. I, okay, I was a pansy as a kid, and I didn't even get scared from it. I got goosebumps. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, but I was never like, oh my god. Last part of it, <laughs> it says Robin Williams is a wall for the first forty minutes, and then can't save the film once he appears. What? Here's one for you. This is Robin one. Williams isn't really meant to play, and he a com- this in. isn't really a comedic role for him. This is more of a a fun family film for him. This isn't like you know, like he did with like uh, I don't even know. Didn't he come in after like 25 minutes? No, it wasn't that long. I don't think it was that long. It was like 20 minutes in. So he, yeah, it wasn't quite that he long. Maybe like 20, minutes. 25 yeah. minutes. Maybe here's yeah. a two star. This will be the last one I say. Zathura, A Space Adventure 2005, is a slightly better version of this. The pace because... That's actually supposed to be a sequel. ...version of this because the pace is a lot more frantic and... Yeah, yeah, frenetic. Yeah, frenetic. And they have cut out some of the frustrating junk that was in Jumanji. Having said that, I thought that this was was entertaining after the pointlessly slow start. It could have done a a few trims... In the middle and a bit less off the end, t- off the end too. Enjoyable through nostalgia and fun adventure that would be improved through a child's eyes. After a wooden start, this improves to be an inter- entertaining fantasy that has is a bit too long. How I don't think it's a bit too I long. Th- it's only like an hour and a half, isn't it? I didn't feel minutes? I didn't feel yeah. the length of it at oh, all. No. I, it was it was entertaining from beginning to yeah. end. Right, yeah, and I didn't think it was slow say. in the beginning either. Mm-mm. 
This is one of the movies that like, like a steady pace needs a strong like, oh, redemption. Perfect. I don't understand why people would dislike this movie. And and the Zathura thing really bothers me because it, that movie to wasn't me, even good. To me, Zathura is is like the thirteen going on thirty, and the you know it's like okay, so you're gonna say that's better, but it's literally a play by play of an original movie. Yep. So how are you gonna sit there and say like? Okay, so the original sucks, but the play-by-play is better. Yeah, right. It wouldn't exist. Zathura is nothing but a fucking CG nightmare, dude. That's all it is. Just a. That's like saying that's like saying Leonardo da Vinci painted, you know, the fucking Mona Lisa, and then I come along and I paint a replica. And you think my replica is better than Leonardo da Vinci? The original, yeah, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Karen, now you have to paint the Mona Lisa for me, pretty please. I can't. It'll be better. I can't draw stick figures. <laughs> you can make it a stick figure. I will hang it up in my room and keep it forever. <laughs> it'll be better than the Mona Lisa. It will be better than the Mona according Lisa. To the Zathera, according to the Zathura guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All Mona right, Lisa makes on. me sad. Let's Yours would in. make me laugh a little bit. Let's, let's, get, <laughs> into, uh, trivia. let's get into some trivia here. Sweet ass trivia with Karen. All right. So, according to author Chris Van Alsberg, for the word Jumanji is Zulu for many effects, which alludes to the exciting consequences of the game, as mentioned in the film. Roger Ebert criticized the film for being marketed as a family film while being far too scary for children. Robin Williams wouldn't let his children watch it. But they watch fucking Goosebumps and everything else. Those are kids. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was um, say Goosebumps freaked me out more than this, dude. It's a PG film all day. Like, yeah, I, I I put that in trivia because I thought, like, that's ridiculous. Who else would think that? And then he brought that up, and I'm like, the fuck? Like, that's a thing? Yeah. I don't understand how people thought this movie was scary at all. Not yeah. at all, man. I remember going and seeing this. Like, I wasn't scared. I thought like, everybody would laugh when I brought that up, but apparently it's a fucking thing. Oh, wow. That's ridiculous. Only the players... <laughs> only the players who the game chooses can hear the drums to find it. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So the game chooses who can hear the drums. Well, the fuck game you, game you never chose me. Play it. I get it because I think at the end of the day, the game isn't a bad guy. Like it's not a bad guy. It's not an antagonist. What it is is it's someone trying to teach you a lesson. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm going to put you through these trials, but at the end of the day, you're going to come out a better person. Yeah, I think that's what they went with in the new ones too. The only bad part. To teach you a lesson. The only bad part though is that like the only two people who actually learn anything from playing the game are Sarah and Alan. Like, the mm-hmm. two kids, they learn nothing from it because they don't remember ever playing it. Right. If you think about it. Maybe yeah. they should. Because they learned in the end, but then they went back and... Maybe they were them, Maybe so. they were the targets, But though. if you think about it, though, Jumanji prevented their parents' death. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they were the targets. They were the targets that had the to The main targets? Yeah. yeah. Could be. So you're telling me that Jumanji can see into the future? Well, we already determined that it's a lot smarter than... You know, I just want to know how the game was made. Your flawed. Like I want, they should make a movie about the background of Jumanji. Mm, True. I think that if you did that, that it would really kind of ruin yeah. a lot of things about it. I mean, yeah. it's probably True. some voodoo yeah. priest that made it. I mean, yeah, it's good theory. There you go. Scarlett Johansson auditioned for the role of Judy <laughs> Shepard. While on the Jay Leno show promoting this film, Robin Williams said about the VFX, some are computer generated, but a lot of animatronics, which are like Muppets on steroids. One day I was wrestling this crocodile and I hit it on the head and all of a sudden from inside I heard, hey, there's a guy inside going, hey man, it's Tim. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tom Hanks was the first choice to play Alan Parrish, but declined due to his com- commitments to play to Apollo 13. Uh, that'd be good, too, though. Mm. Tom Hanks? Uh, no, Robin I think Williams. Fine. Uh, no, I think Robin, Robin Williams. Williams is the perfect. Yeah. I think Robin Williams did a great job, but I can see Tom Hanks playing it, too. Mm-hmm. I think it, mm. in the timeline it came out, I mean, Tom Hanks did a good job in Apollo 13. I guess, but I'm just saying, like, I could see Tom Hanks doing it, too, and I think he'd do fine. Maybe. It'd be a different kind of twist. But yeah, I think, I it yeah, I think a, it'd, be, it'd be a little I bit think different. The, I but, think the, the, the... But he's just as endearing, and especially back then. He was yeah, little, I just think that the flavor <laughs> of the movie would change. The, the, yeah, maybe a little bit, yeah. Robert uh, Williams' yeah, flair right. to it kind of yeah. makes that movie better, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Colin Hanks appears as the adult Alex Vreek in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Bruce Willis was considered for the role of Alan Pierre. Alan Parrish, but due to him shooting Die Hard with a Vengeance, he was unavailable. What? Nah. Uh, Tim no, Curry. That's not, see, that's be, one that he'd I be on the crocodile. Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine having Bruce? That would change his career trajectory. If you think about it, like he's he actually a really funny guy, though. He is funny, but that's the thing, though. Is if yeah, he, he did this that, is not a good role. For well, him. if he did that, though, I think it would put him more in that realm of less of an action hero and yeah. more of a kind of comedic role. Yeah, you're you know right. It would have like, changed the trajectory if if this was a a commercial success with him at the helm. That's true. That's true. And I don't know if it would have been. Like Robin Williams himself already had an established career by this point, whereas uh, Bruce Willis's career was kind of just I don't know started. if he would have brought the right flavor is what I'm saying. I just don't know. Right. Robin Williams is the perfect character you know. for this movie. I know that he's perfect, but I, I'm just saying person. Tom Hanks would be a good runner-up. Yeah, I'm not saying he wouldn't have been. I just, mm, I don't know. But like Bruce Willis, no way. I wouldn't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. You'd have to cut the heel off to make the shoe fit. Yeah. <clears throat> Tim Curry had discussions so for the like part. Steven Seagal into it. <laughs> he'd be in there yeah. trying to karate kick everyone like kick oh my everyone. god in the onion movie they had a fake movie called cock puncher and oh it was god. it was steven seagal and so they always had like when it, like commercial breaks and it was always for that movie they would have like these um cock puncher trailers for cock puncher <laughs> i fucking hate i hate him oh it's fucking funny I can't stand that dude um tim curry had discussions for the part of van pelt he would later voice trader slick in jumanji in 1996 the dual casting of Jonathan Hyde as both Alan's father and the antagonistic hunter Van Pelt is similar to the theatrical custom of Peter Pan, with George Darling and Captain Hook being played by the same actor. Did they change how the like the dad the actor's cheekbones were for those two? Characters? No, he had he had um the sideburns the sideburns shit, yeah. going sideburns, all the way up, <laughs> gotcha, yeah. and they were blonde. So they kind of they kind of um they like definitely did a good job in, of making yeah. him look very different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can tell it's the same guy, but yeah. it's, it's, yeah, they, yeah. Um, Joe Johnston had re- reservations over casting Robin Williams because of the actor's reputation for impro- improvisation, fearing that he wouldn't adhere to the script. However, Williams understood that it was a tightly structured story and generally filmed the scenes as outlined in the script, but where he was allowed to improvise, usually in scenes with Bonnie Hunt, he would awfully, he would often film duplicate scenes. Now, this one is my favorite. The rhino that was lagging behind in the stampede and stampede in the one scene was actually an animation error, a different frame rate that was left in, but enhanced with wheezing sounds to give the rhino the same person with some personality. (laughs) It was funny though. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) It was actually um, one of the animators 
um, when he saw the, the frame rate on that one was messed up, um, kind of talked him into like, Hey, why don't we just put him at the end and let him, you know, kind of lag behind, kind of be like, bit. you know, a fatty fat, but you know, yeah. like <laughs> and it works too. It's a good, it is it's hilarious. A good comedic beat. Dude, it cracks me up, but yeah, that's it. That's okay. all of it. All right. Let's get into, let's see what we're doing next week here. <laughs> need a better process for this. <laughs> It's not the second Jumanji, is it? No. No. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw God Massacre. God damn it. Are you serious? It's part two. It's your favorite. <laughs> we just did the first one last week. I'm just... I... <laughs> Didn't we do the same thing with yeah, Alien? Yeah, my brain. Yeah, we did. We did Alien. We had a week off, and then we came back to Aliens. Alien. Oh, you heard it right here, people. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 next week. <laughs> hey, we're getting the good, best one out of the way. That's good. <laughs> That's not good. The best one. Now you don't have anything to Sometimes look you guys to. probably think, hey, they got to do this on purpose. We don't do this on no, purpose. No, I swear to God. They don't do this on purpose. <laughs> so next week will be Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, don't forget to check out our uh, social stuff. Don't Is forget it to. Anywhere? That's what I'm trying to find out. Uh, yeah, see if it's streaming somewhere first. Uh, don't forget to check out our Discord. Don't forget to join us there and talk to us, start a conversation. Maybe you have oh. different insight on Jumanji that we don't. It's tell a us 1986 you, one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. The Dennis Hopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, streaming on Max. Looks like okay. I think I did see it on there actually. I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah I think it's that's the only one streaming on. So I if you got Max, you Max can watch anymore. it there. Um, but don't forget to check out all our social stuff, our Discord, uh, and we will see you guys. Next week, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Okay, bye. Literally 2. Bye. Bye.